Welcome back to the Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, being disemboweled, Jay. And joining as always is my co-host, being emboweled, Z. How are we doing today, Z? I was doing all right before that. You know, like, you know, like being emboweled? I don't even know. What... Well, disemboweled, as you know, removing the organs. Emboweled, adding more organs. You're just <laughs> stuffed full of organs. Chock yeah, full of them, even. I don't like it. Well, it's not a, well being, no one likes being disemboweled either, so really we're... No, but, man. Huh. Isn't that I mean, an image It's, it's it. really a lot to think about, eh? It's a lot about our well, society. So here we are, Jack. This week, it's Kenobi. He's here. He's here. The lad. He's so, finally arrived. Hello there and all that. Exactly. Yeah. The such. memes. Gosh. Good job and all that. Someone's going to need to get a, a prequel meme counter rolling for this one because there might be a few. But so I realized that last week we didn't do our classic bit where we do a bunch of predictions on a thing that's about to come out, be it show or movie. Anything. That one. We'll put that on a poster. Yeah. The classic so, bit where we do a bunch of predictions. Right. So I was like, oh. We're about to watch the episodes right now. We haven't watched them yet. So I figured real quick we'd turn it on, record this real quick up front, and then uh, do everything else after we watch yeah, them. Yeah, we'll do a little bit of fun, like, and we're back. Exactly. We'll get to do one of those moments. Yeah. So I got them here. I got my list. I'll be, okay. I'll be relatively spiffy with we're it. Keep so. it. We're going to keep it to five minutes. You're in a minute and a half right now. All right. Oh, man. Those those minutes count? Yes. Oh, gosh. All right. So my first big one, is this will probably come to pass in the first or second episode here, but is that I think Luke is probably the one who brings the Inquisitors to Tatooine, right? Right. And all along, I've been like, they need a good reason for Obi-Wan to leave because Obi-Wan's number one priority, first and foremost, should be protecting Luke. to protect Luke. Mm. But so, if they make it that the Inquisitors are there to look for Luke and Obi-Wan needs to leave to, like, lead them away, that, like, that works, right? Because he's he has to leave to protect Luke. Yeah. It's, like, the perfect perfect answer there. So, yeah. I think that could be it. I think it's a pretty good prediction and like we've seen in the trailer someone else there's like a someone gets hanged and, and all that. so it could have been someone else and it could have been maybe what's his name Kamal Nanjiani Kamal Nanjiani because people are still theorizing he's the Jedi or, but whatever mine will be that it's Luke Luke does some inadvertent force thing and summons them there right um, my other thing is that Shiva has to die or turn to the light by the show because we haven't seen her and anything right. else and not that that's like a death sentence 100% but I feel like she would have shown up or been mentioned yeah. in like Rebels. They or probably got to resolve it, right? Yeah. Like, what are they going to do with her otherwise? And she, and I feel like she would because she is in all the press junket stuff. So I feel like she's might be, she might be like the center point between like Kenobi and Vader. She seems like she's going to get the most scream time of any of the villains. I would say. Oh yeah, definitely. Like this is going to be her her thing Rob. mostly. Maybe I don't know. But so I mean, I guess the thing is, she's either got to die in this or so, whatever. Somehow resolved in this one, or it's going to happen off screen, which is not satisfying. Right. Or live long enough to see herself become the villain. Exactly. So, I think either way could work. I mean, I guess she could, she could also turn and then just like not, just like remove herself from the galactic stage, right? Because hmm. often you're like with Force users, like, well, if they lived, why aren't they helping the rebels in the original trilogy? Eh, maybe you just don't want to. <laughs> They're not feeling it today. Maybe you're just not feeling it. So, she could live and then just like go on her own. Um, but the big one, we've been. We definitely mentioned it before, but I just wanted to get it out there. Flashbacks, right? So we've been saying, I think since last year, when we, maybe, did we talk about D23 last year? I don't uh, know. It's definitely not come a lot. I, we talked about, I think we talked about Kenobi maybe a little bit, but it, not specifically like D23. It's definitely stuff. come up when we've talked about Kenobi. Is like, I've mentioned a couple of times that I'm kind of questionable of what, what Hayden's even going to be doing, right? Yeah. Much as I like the guy. I, God bless him and all. God bless him all. But like... What realistically is he going to do as Darth Vader in this show, right? Mm. Because that's not what he did. And like, there's been debate recently, people getting into like, though, but they're not different people, you know. They are the same people. Whatever, I get it. But 
in a in a lot of ways. In a very real sense. There's a guy in a suit. They're two characters. They're pretty much as different as yeah, two characters could be in in the way that they are depicted on screen, right? Size, voice, everything. I mean, and there's also the thing that in universe he probably considers himself a different person. But even beside that, yeah, Hayden is not equipped to portray Darth Vader as he is in the original trilogy. No. So what's he doing? And the thing we've said all along is that like, well, maybe they'll use him in some flashbacks, right? Because that would make use of him as a, as a person, as a human. Because we know we've known from interviews because even the pressure that he's wearing the suit at least at some point. At some point, because he's talked about, oh yeah, I've been working the volume. I'm wearing the suit. It's and like maybe he is gonna be like the main guy. Maybe for all we know, he is gonna be mainly in the suit, right? And he'll do the big fight and everything, which seems like it'd be hard, but maybe they'll do it because like it's important to commit to that. And then it, that's really like a return to it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they fought each other then, they'll fight Which each other now. now. So I get it. They but love fighting each other. Flashbacks. I'm hoping for some flashbacks in the Clone Wars era. De-age them, I guess, probably. Yeah. Put them in the Clone Wars outfits, I think. Give them the mullet from episode two. No. No, no. like the mullet? Clone Wars. Give them like the Clone Wars season, oh, yeah. all through season three outfits, right? Where they got the armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's after that. Yeah, yeah. Because after that, they're just wearing normal kind of Jedi robes for the rest of the series, which is less interesting. I'm saying Commit. Give them the give them the Jedi war. Yeah, give them the Clone Wars outfits. And the the other thing that I recently added onto this, put in Ahsoka. If you get a flashback, you put in Ahsoka. They love putting Ahsoka in everything, right? If Dave Filoni's got his little mitts in anything, he's got his fingers in every pie. And this would actually make sense because if there's a flashback to the two of them in the Clone Wars, Ahsoka would probably be there. Yeah, hanging out. And this way, I realize you could. It's it's a perfect storm of things, right? Okay, so they need a new actress, right? I don't think if they do bring her back that it'll be. Rosario Dawson. Right. She's I mean, a- I guess they could bring her and DH her, but I just don't think it works. Because Ahsoka's, like, quite young. And she's, and she's much shorter. She's tiny. She's a tiny little person. So they need a new actor, I think. But you know who they could, what they could do is they could use Ashley Eckstein as the voice. They could dub it over. Oh, yeah. If it's a small role, small appearance, then it would it would, it would would satiate like- all the nerds like me who was like, why didn't you just use Ashley Eckstein? Yeah. They could. They yeah. could do it. They're pretty good. And uh, and it would lead right into the Ahsoka show. Exactly. It, it, it'd be like poetry. It rhymes. Oh. It does so, rhyme. And also, if they had to put her, they would. Ha- she would have the short look anyways because she's still a teenager. And so I wouldn't have to complain about it. Right. We'd, it's, we'd go, oh, we can complain this time. You got us this time, You got us this time, Disney. Those, uh, at, at that period in time in canon, her, her leg were actually that length. So it's actually, it's pretty much accurate. Oh. So because we're talking about Jedi, you think, well, there's we, Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon. Big L. He's my next, he's my next Qui-Gon bullet. in the room. Let's address him. Will he show up in a flashback? Will he show up in in either a flashback or will he show up? Oh, that's a good question. uh, In the show, in the timeline proper, flashback would be a lot of work. I feel like because you got a DHG one. Because you got to DH both of them. You got to make him Jake Lloyd. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Well, yeah, if they want to, I mean, if you really want, but like you could do before episode one, I guess. So I would say no on a flashback. I would mm. say yes to a Force Ghost. I they gotta be doing I mean, Force Ghost, right? Liam, I mean Fuck. that'd make this show incredible for me. If Liam Neeson was a Force, I'd be like, they've done I it. Think they gotta do it. It's I... been well established in canon. He's he's around. He's kicking. They talk. They have little chats. So I mean, there's definitely questions as to like what form he can take. But I think those ultimately listen. I'm the big I'm the big lore junkie. Big I'm, I'm actually dude, but I wouldn't mind. Right. All we know is that like. As of episode three, he can't appear in like a corporeal form, right? Right. And as of episode four, he can. So this is like halfway betwixt. He probably figured it out. He could probably be physically there yeah. as like a blue guy. I don't mind. Just do it, or just a voice. Either way, if they just did voice, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too unhappy either. If he did like an actual substantial, like they had a they had a conversation. Mm-hmm. If it's just like a 
the classic Jedi voice of like, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, Wan, reach out, Obi-Wan. Feel the force pulling on you and you're pulling on him. That wouldn't be as good. But I hope I hope to God he's here. I hope. And because then he's a, if he's a force ghost, you don't have to like de-age him that much. Right. I don't think. Because he's think old he's, and dead. Whatever. Yeah. yeah whatever Liam Neeson is right now. Liam Neeson. As long as you got the, the hair and the beard and everything. You look at my green lightsaber. He's in Jedi robes. You put a blue sheen over him, you'd be fine. Fine. You don't got to do much. Or a big blue poncho like from Niagara Falls. Sure. <laughs> I've been yeah. in Niagara Falls, Obi-Wan. It's just Liam Neeson wearing whatever clothes, but a blue poncho <laughs> over top. And he's like, I'm a, I am a force ghost. <laughs> I hope. See, now you're talking about Clone Wars things. I want more Jedi to show up in that one just so I can see Plo Koon. Be like, there he is, my guy. And then you don't even have to say a line. Just in the background. Plo Koon. He was just kicking around. Yeah, he, liked, he liked the fellas. He was sure. in the show. But. Sure. I mean, I don't think it's actually going to happen. They could do a, they could do a council meeting, maybe. See, I they like did a fla- if they did some kind of flashback to a council meeting, Plo Koon could we could get Plo Koon. Yeah, I'd Plo Koon, Kid Fisto, there'd be a whole, uh, couple, a whole bunch Kata of boys in that one. Katie Mundi would be there. Yeah, um, Shakti would be there. She would. Barisafi? No, she's not on the. Oh, no, she's not on the council. No, not Barisafi. Her master. She's also not on the council. Oh, she isn't. Okay. I don't believe. Snick guy. Apolrancisus would be there. Yoda. Guy with the aged Mace Windu. Guy with the horns. Yep. Say say ten. Yeah. Good call. Other guy with the. The other guy who gets killed in the Palpatine fight? Yeah. Uh, Igan Kolar. Or Eeth Koth, depending on which point of the Clone I was going to say, in. we have an opener that's Eeth Koth or Kolbor. That's right. Like in first 10 episodes. Also, it'd be uh, Stas Ali or Adi Galea. Which one? I, 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 those ones I can't keep straight. I don't remember which one. Honestly, you're just saying gibberish to me at this point. It's yeah, all... it's all gibberish, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. Anything else? Very last one. Helicopter. Helicopter lightsaber, baby. Ooh, that'd be sick. So you know about the helicopter lightsabers? They got the the spinny ones. So in an interview recently, the guy who's playing the Grand Inquisitor said, like, yeah, the Grand Inquisitor's lightsaber is cool. He can, like, spin it, and it's double-bladed, and he can fly with it like a helicopter, and everyone was like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you've never seen this? No, I've never seen this. That's what I meant. What do you think I meant by helicopter? I thought it just, like, it spun like a helicopter blade. No, they literally can fly with him. You've never seen this? I thought this was part of your I Hate Rebels thing. Oh, no, I I think I have seen it in, like, I think it doesn't. Isn't it have? Is it happening? Um, Jedi Fallen Order. No, not really. I've, I've it only happens. It. In, I've, well, I they have those that. lightsabers, but right. it's only really ever used for like the helicopter function. One episode of the of Rebels. I'm People kind of hated it at the time, and I, even I was like, "That's a bit goofy," but I, I, whatever. I think I've come I've to be like, it. "That's fun." I saw it, but I didn't have a problem. I was like, "They're so thin." Man, though. Well. <laughs> so I think it'd be very funny. Just because so many people were bothered by it, if they just did it in this show, that'd be just very cause. funny. I I have no problem. I think it's kind of I think it's whimsical. It doesn't make a ton of sense when you think about it, because then it's like, well, if it creates thrust like that, how come just holding it out in front of him, it doesn't like drag him around? But there's probably like a second button, yeah, that you, like activates some other function. Because it's lasers, why would, it would just cut the air. Well, it's plasma. It's not plasma. lasers. Whatever. Yeah, right. It would just cut the air. So it it really doesn't. I'm not gonna say it makes any sense, Jack, but put it in there anyways. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Have the Grand Inquisitor, have him fly around. Obi-Wan! We, we thought he looked goofy now. Like Mary Poppins. Imagine if he's flying around, exactly, like Mary Poppins. He's like, Obi-Wan, it's you! <laughs> exactly, so, those is are that, the big ones I got. Is that all our predictions? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, cool, we're seven minutes over my time limit. Mm. Well, there it is. We're at 12 minutes. Well, we're going to start the episode now, so listeners, we'll, we'll see you when we get back. We'll be back. And we're back. Oh, look at that. Uh, many hours later. We did it. Now, a few hours. We assure you we did actually do this. We didn't just, like, wait. Because you don't, you weren't here, listeners. It's, it's all, true. So record at once. This is all theater of the mind. You're gonna have to take our word for it. So at, at the whatever minute mark, pause for about three hours <laughs> to get the full experience. Full experience. Watch episodes on your own. Come back. Join us. You can you can rest assured that we didn't fake this. Because if we did that, we would have guessed correctly. We would have just guessed everything correctly. Yeah. We would have lied. We'd have just been like, we haven't watched it yet. 
wait, big over exaggerated wink to each other, and then we would have we yeah we would have predicted correctly, which we didn't. So. Not really at all. Well, no, somewhat. So okay, so we watched him, Jack. Episode one and two of Kenobi. Part one Kenobi. and two. Part one and two. Not lazy. very inspired with the names. So. Very lazy, I think. What are you gonna do? They're not wrong. I mean, I guess in well, the, <laughs> it's fine. They um leading up to this, they kept saying various various peoples have been uh, really emphasizing how this isn't this isn't just a TV show, Jack. It's like it's like a multi part movie. It's like you broke down a movie. It's like we're telling a a, a a one singular story across parts, like a movie, like a big movie kind of, you know, like a like a TV show, like <laughs> a t- like a ve- like in a very real sense, like a television, <laughs> like show. like a show is. So they've really been hyping that up. So I guess they took that to the extreme, and they're like, we're not even. They're not even episodes. They're just parts. But even even in movies, it says like part two. Oh, of course it does. Like in the Northman, there's parts, but it tells you what you can still give the title. title. Absolutely. It's it's like. I don't know why they love doing this for Star Wars stuff. In the Book of Boba Fett, it's like it's like chapters of a book. It's yeah, the Book of Boba Fett. The Mandalorian has chapters, but they also have names. It's chapter thirteen, the rescue, or whatever. I don't, I don't think that's the right one. Bigger the gist. The one with the helmet. Sure. <laughs> they all have helmets, as I remember. Well, they, oh, at least one of them. The, the I don't remember their name. The one where they get the milk. The frog egg one. That's one of the titles, I think. The, one? the first one called the Mar- the episode the season two episode one is called the Marshall. Chapter 9, The Marshal. I got that one. And that'll be it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> and we did it. <laughs> the point of the show. <laughs> now, all right. So let's get into it. So we start off. I, I don't know. So they did some things I kind of like. They they definitely threw us a curveball in this one, right? Because as we just said, I've predicted maybe Luke is the reason that Drew Obi-Wan in it. And it's... Spoilers. Well, yeah. Very much spoilers for the first two episodes of Obi-Wan. Um, and in a lot of ways, I was kind of close, but also like way off. Yeah. In a way I couldn't have predicted, which was that it wasn't Luke. It was Leia the whole time, which I think, it, it, given that they decided to go with Leia being the the main drive, right, and that you know he has to leave Tatooine to go save her, I feel like it makes it even more strange though that they still had the Inquisitor show up on Tatooine. I feel like in in the context of this whole thing, especially, and maybe maybe I'll change the other way by the time this is all done, but I don't know. It to me it makes that the opening in the first episode feel a little contrived. That the Inquisitors just show up, and it actually has nothing to do with Obi Wan, nothing to do with Luke. Just another random Jedi who there's found his way. There's just a Jedi there, and I understand you need to do that so you can have like a couple of the character beats for Obi Wan, but it feels a little unearned. I don't know. Do you would you would you agree? You don't come from? Uh, I yeah, I definitely uh, would agree because it just feels like it's just an, another Jedi there. It just feels like it, like you could easily remove that part. And the plot still happens? Exactly. That's kind of what I'm saying. Because they could just be like, okay, Leia, casually, we got to call Obi-Wan anyway. And we just go, I'm at here at Manta Ray Farm, getting all the, ma- the Manta Ray. Because it's like, you know, the, so the, the the deal with this is that the third sister is in particularly really trying to find Obi-Wan. She's been about it. And they say that Obi-Wan has been like a high priority for them for 10 years since, since the you know creation of the Empire. You know, it's it would make a ton of sense that he's been like, one of their top priorities, because Darth Vader would be like, "Fucking get that guy, get that guy." Um, so that all makes sense, but it, again, it feels weird and contrived that she's like, "I really want to find Obi Wan. Where's Obi Wan?" And she's like six feet from him, like at one point. But again, it's just, that's just pure coincidence, Happen like happenstance. I don't, I don't love it, especially because, and I didn't want to be this guy because, like, Tatooine. Obviously, you need to have Tatooine in this, but you know, <laughs> to all the people who have been like, "Why they keep doing Tatooine?" <laughs> Man, we've had a lot of Tatooine. Oh boy, this really kind of solidifies it even more because 
yeah, I don't know. It's weird that there was just another different Jedi living out on Tatooine. Like, why is it always Tatooine? I don't know. Yeah, a place that's supposed to be as backwater as possible right. so nobody would find them. Everybody's like, I really like it here in the sand wastes. Luke literally says in episode four, right? If there's a bright, like, center to the galaxy, you're on the planet that's farthest from it. Which is not strictly true because the unknown regions in the in wild space, but still. The the point still stands. Yeah. There's a Why reason there's a reason they hid him there. Exactly. That's the whole point. That they can't be found. Yeah. I don't know. In 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 I guess the other side of that though is that they they did the thing that I was like this creates a good reason for why they wouldn't ever search for him on Tatooine again is because they don't know that's where he was, which is good because that was a worry of mine as well is, okay, if the, because we saw from the trailers that the Inquisitors are on Tatooine, I was assuming they would encounter him there and then he would flee from there and all that. I was like, man, if they found Obi-Wan on Tatooine, it seems weird that they would never look again after the events of this kind of thing. But, I think this goes that that is good at least, right? It explains that because mm. well, they didn't find him on Tatooine; they never knew. So yeah, that's something at least. Keep him hidden. Um. So what do we get at all in this first episode? So he's living his life. He's got a little job, which I I told you is, is it's like different. Yeah, it's, it's not something we've ever seen from him. You would have thought he would have been sitting on the sand for yeah. 30, 20 years or so. In Legends or Canon, there's that Legends book Kenobi, which. It's something of an influence on this. People were, are drawing a lot of parallels, but ultimately because he departs so early on, it's there's a big there's a lot of differences. But you know that book deals exclusively with his like first couple months on Tatooine, and in that he's like a little more involved in the local like community and he's doing some stuff. But he he ultimately decides like I am drawing too much attention to myself. I gotta just go full hermit, right? Like even for Tatooine standards. Mm. So I mean it's interesting though. I mean I don't think it's that big of a a risk, right? Just going to work in your weird, weird manta ray, manta ray butchering thing. I feel like I that man. I feel like there's not enough covering for that because it is in the sand. How long could it? How long could that go for? Right? It's is very, that a moving thing where they like scout out new ones? Because he's at the same one for a few days in a row. Yeah. How much meat's on that thing? You just leave it out. How fresh would it be with all the sand getting in it and such? Maybe the desert like jerky did. It was like a natural jerkification. But but it's it's so like square <laughs> and. Um, the big chunks of it? The yeah. chunks of it, and they're like pink. I'm yeah, ignored no. that you said jerkification, <laughs> but no, I haven't ignored it. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, uh, I also think, uh, besides all this, the story uh, stuff, we'll get back to, I think the show is really good. Uh, yes. I remember we, when we, brought, we were watching just now, you talked about how it doesn't look like it's just three sets on a soundstage, like Boba Fett was, where they have one street. It actually looks like, they ha- like they're making, a, like you said, a movie. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Nothing, I mean, again, like, obviously, the... And I, I said this to you, right? When you take The Mandalorian Season 1 and Season 2 and The Book of Boba Fett, I think, looking at them all, if if you look a little more critically, you can definitely see the limitations, right? It stands out at times. If you Again, if you know what you're looking for, like, all right, they're using the volume there, using the volume there, right? It stands out at times, I think, if you're being really critical. And I think The Book of Boba Fett in particular probably suffers from that most. And I think part of that is also going to be because they filmed that during COVID. Uh, but I also think... Those shows probably look better than they would have if they didn't have the volume. Yeah. Right. So then you have to cut even more corners and stuff. So it's nothing against the volume. It seems like a really great like tool. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good thing to have in like your back pocket there. And it seems to have. A, I would say definitely if you're having to choose between straight up blue screen and the volume, it seems like the volume's the way to go every time. Right. I've, I mean, Ewan McGregor is very intimate with, related with the just do a blue screen. <laughs> yes. So I do think. In that sense, it's definitely better. Uh, and, like, we've even seen, like, they're integrating in other stuff. I, I know Taika Waititi used it quite a bit for 
Thor here, so you know, oh, it's got his uses. Yeah. I was I was wondering when it was the Marvel would start incorporating. I yeah, yeah. he's been sense. using it, like they said that quite early on. Well, because he he worked on the, the Mandalorian, right? He was so, the IGA. He was no, IG Eleven, but he also 11. did the finale. He was the director, right? right so he, he would have been like, "This is pretty good. I'll use this. I'll use this." So I think that's all good. But yeah, this show definitely definitely looks better, and it clearly yeah has more sets and there's more like real tangible stuff there a lot more just people right that was definitely a big thing of the book of Fett is it really kind of felt like they were making a covid thing at times we were like there's like six people in that room and they're all like <laughs> spaced out very far apart yeah right? like like you compare jabba's palace to boba's palace and it's like boba's is, is a lifeless husk <laughs> yeah there's right? nobody there he's and got I, no guys around yeah. and some of that story reasons i guess but still it i don't know it feels a little weird at times so yeah, this show definitely looks great, and it's got a lot of people and a lot of extras milling around, and it's it's mint. Looks good. Looks like a, like you said, yeah, it definitely looks like a Star Wars movie, pretty much. Um, that, so that Jawa is stealing from him, man. His house? The Jawas are real bastards, huh? They're real terrible. They help, they're just thieves. Like I don't know, man. Like I guess the desert's hardened, you know, and you gotta make a living somehow. But man, they just be stealing from and everyone, selling it right back to you. Yeah, for real. I'm glad Din Djarin vaporized them all in that episode of The Mandalorian. Just oh, turned yeah. them all to dust. And then that the ship lady was like, I did a Jawa once. They're, they're popping up everywhere, the Jawas, huh? They like them, I guess. They just stole it. Yeah, that's no good. Come on. No good. Creepy little Jawas. Uh, so he's just living, and then that, that Jedi who, what's his name? i got to find his name so I can add it to the, the Rolodex. Encyclopedia up here, the old noggin. But so he's like, hey, Obi-Wan, it's you. I recognized you from town. He's like, you don't know why. He's like, hey, cut the wrong guy, fella. Sorry. You've never met me before. I'm running my Eopi through the dark of the desert. I promise. Do I look like a fellow who wants to be found? <laughs> I look like I'm I'm really itching for a chat right here. How about you go? And then he pulls out his lightsaber and goes, I got this. And he goes, don't pull that out right here. <laughs> go bury that if you want to live. Uh, which, like, that's, I think that's a really good scene. And I was telling you this. I've been reading um, just some of the older Dark Horse comics from, like, the, right around the Return of the Jedi. Um or not Return to sorry, Revenge of the Sith, that deal with Order 66 and some of the fallout, and just, like, little one-off and two-off issues of this comic, right, that deal with it in the uh, Star Wars Republic comic. And, like, it's pretty grim stuff. And I think one of the more, like, I think maybe, and I, and I said this to you last week, was maybe even more grim and, like, kind of, I don't know, sad, like, tragic, than just the Jedi who die are the Jedi, like Obi-Wan in this instance even, right, who are just, like, beaten down, right? And they don't, they're not killed, but, like, they choose to hide it and totally push it down. And in, in that way, like, the Empire wins either way, right? Right. If they scare you into submission to where you won't raise a hand against them, it, you're just as good as dead, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that was a really good scene. Again, like, I, stuff like that is why I understand why they had to do all this stuff that they did. Um, so that was a good moment for him to be like, hey, just bury it. The Jedi are gone. The Jedi are dead. Like, the time of the Jedi is gone. And this is a story we see repeated a lot, right? We see it with, like, Kanan. We see it with, like, Cal Kestis. And it's it's always a good arc for them to be like, you know what? I am going to be a Jedi and, like, help people because it's, it's worth the... Yeah, it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's worth the risk kind of thing. And that's what he does eventually, but uh, not before that guy dies. <laughs> no, they uh, just stab him through a holes, I think. Swiss cheese him, I think, Seems like it. They get him with their lightsaber, probably. Yeah. And then they hang him up at the rafters and are like, hey, watch out. We'll get you, too. Which is, yeah, it's tough, man. The Jedi got to stick together. You should have helped him, I think. But Probably. That's, I feel like that probably weighs heavy on him a little. I mean, it still takes a bit of convincing him later on, but you would think that would influence a little. Like, maybe like, oh, geez. Um, so we get a lot of the Leia stuff, which, again, like, I don't think... I, I'm trying to think. 
I want to say at one point there was like rumors or or something about how they had cast Leia, but I I would have never guessed her role would be the size of one. I didn't even know. I didn't even think that she would be in it at all. So, so I was yeah. So we get all pleasantly surprised. We see all the Ron and it's there, and um, it's just a bunch of Leia stuff, and you're like, man, Leia's in this quite a bit. This is interesting. I think the actress for Leia is great. Good stuff. She's real good, right? Oh yeah, very much so. She's I don't know. She's got the spirit. I think she's got the spunk to her, doesn't she? She's talking. She's to like her, very smart. Her cousin's like, "You're adopted. I hate you." And she's, she's like, like, "I'm gonna dismantle your whole existence real quick, even though I'm ten. Which is fun. That feels very Leia. That's where she'd be. I mean, because the whole thing is that Leia, by the time she was like sixteen, she was in the rebellion. By the time she was nineteen, she was a senator, right? Like, she's a bit of a prodigy all along. Mm-hmm. So she can be a smart ten-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Flea's in this. Acclaimed bassist Flea kidnapped her. He? <laughs> he was the. Oh, okay. he's the um, bounty hunter. Bounty hunter gets her. Yeah. I was. Trying, I don't. I don't know. I had something. Oh, I was just gonna say the whole time we were watching, we were joking about how how it's such a dichotomy between Leia's upbringing and Luke's. Oh, it's yeah. just not fair. I mean, like, I understand you work with what you got, but man, they really screwed Luke. They really did. They're like, all right, Leia, you get to be a princess and raised in luxury, never having a want, and Luke, you get to farm for water itself in the harsh desert with two sons. You live on what is essentially hell. <laughs> you live on a hell planet with hell people. With the worst kind of people. With slavery. Slavery. Still, like, sentient slavery. A crime lord, basically, is your <laughs> the only sense of government you have. He taxes the water sometimes. <laughs> like He's feeling up to it. He's horrible. You live in you live in the dust and you die in the dust. <laughs> Leia's a princess. Like, Luke would have probably been a more of a prodigy, too, if he had the finest education money could buy yeah. and, like, didn't have to sc- work and, and, and squalor squalor and, and toil in the fields from the age he was a boy <laughs> when he had to mill the sand for water he had a he hit womp rats to get rid of them he had bullseye womp rats because they because he cut, oh god womp rats are horrible because you know that scene right he's like he's like yeah, we can't hit that it's two meter wide right and he's like i used to boy bullseye womp rats in my teases they're not much bigger than two meters Bigger than two meters. That's six feet. A rat? A rat? That's horrible. A, that's at least a five foot long rat. It's horrible. It's a horrible planet. There's big sandworms sometimes. And horrible or dragons. Tuscans. And I know the Tuscans are nice sometimes, but they're also horrible sometimes. They're also raiders. Oh, good lord. The Jawas steal all your stuff. Sometimes they really will just kidnap you. The Jawas will take everything you have. It's not bolted down. <laughs> They'll take it off your <laughs> still just... breathing corpse. Yeah. <laughs> Man. What a horrible place. And then Leia's just like, I know everything. She's like, oh, what a lush planet of green. I'm, I'm dressed head to toe in silks. <laughs> Luke's so? like, mm, well, well, I have, well, I, can I go t- get water? <laughs> no, sorry, Luke. We have to farm it from the soil itself. <laughs> Uncle Owen, can I join the, the horrible fascist military just to get off this hellhole? No. no. E- even that you cannot do even because th- we need you to farm more water. Please, we need more water. I'm too old to farm the water, Luke. <laughs> I must. I'll have be in water. the ground soon, Luke. It's up to you to farm all the water. You must feed me to the water plants to get more water. Uh, it's just fun to think about. My phone's kind of so. I mean, again, I get it, but like, gosh, you couldn't have come up with anything better for the George poor kid. Lucas couldn't have given him a, like a patch of grass to call his own. It's it's good, and I. But again, like seeing Leia as like quite as his prodigy was really fun. I feel like that she definitely plays up, like I said, to the spirit of her. It feels very on brand. Mm-hmm. I, I think she totally works as a young Leia. Um, it also supports the whole thing, which I really like, is that in uh, because of my maybe my favorite Star Wars book of all time, because I talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. In from a certain point of view, there, right? It's a classic. So it's gonna come up quite a bit here because we're in that era. Uh, but Yoda, 
in Yoda's chapter in the first one, he talks about how he wants to train Leia. He never wanted to train Luke because Leia's better. And again, some of that's because she's probably just like better. She's got like a better temperament in some ways. But also, again, it's like, man, Luke might have been a prodigy. You don't know. But he's like, this Luke kid's all immature and, and like brash and like his father. But this Leia, she's calm-headed and, and smart. And it's like, man, yeah. She had to live a life of, of luxury. She never knew a, a fucking hard day's work in her life. Never in her whole life. And again, like she was in the rebellion and all, and good honor, but come on. Her dad got her to the position. She was a literal princess, man. You can't get much better yeah. than that. And Luke was a, a man from hell. <laughs> no, you can't join the... When he was like, you know what's better than hell? Fascism. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> Not even fascism can save you from literal hell. Oh, well. Exactly. So... It turns out that the third inquisitor, the third sister there, has hatched a plot wherein they will kidnap Leia because not because she realizes Leia's true identity or anything, but she just makes a connection that because, uh, because Obi Wan knew Bail Organa, which to me is a little tenuous, but fine. They um, fought in the war, which is a weird thing because it's a line from A New Hope, right? Which was obviously written before the it was quite as established. Mm. But now having the Clone Wars and everything, it's weird to be like, yeah, he served alongside him. Belagana was a Belagana was a senator, man. <laughs> That'd be like if you were like, yes, you, fine, Joe United Biden. States Marine, you served alongside Mitch McConnell. <laughs> like, <laughs> Go save his daughter. Ah, you, 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 you're a veteran of the war in Afghanistan. You served alongside Nancy Pelosi, did you not? <laughs> like, I mean, not really. You there, boy from the trenches of World War One. You served with Winston Churchill, didn't you? <laughs> you served underneath Joe Biden, did you not? I mean, in like, if you go far enough up, I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> up the ladder, I guess we served side by side. But whatever. I mean, the cl- I'm, I wonder if, though, the Clone Wars didn't go out of their way. Because there is a couple episodes where Bale is, like, on the ground with dudes. I wonder if they did that on purpose to go out of the way to be like, we need to show at least a couple times where he was in the war. Or people are not going to be happy with us. <laughs> so, but so she's, again, it seems like a, what do they, what do they say? It's a long bow to pull? Long, what is it? Long bow to pull? I don't know. I'm not familiar with that saying. But it sounds it sounds like something people would say. Hold on. I'll get it. We'll be all right. Listen, he's not typing anything onto his phone. <laughs> I think it's dead. <laughs> oh, he's typing into the case on the back. I, th- I think he made it up. Draw a longbow. Yeah, that's all it is. All that for a is drop of a bow? just like a longbow? No, like, I thought it was, I was thinking like a bow of a... That's what I thought, like, like a Like a package. Oh. I thought like a violin. Like a long bow. Like, like you pull like... Like, like, eh? like oh. the thing you play a violin with? Right. Man, English is fun, huh? Not for you learning it. So that was nothing. Um, (laughs) But anyways, I feel like that's kind of a... Whoa, something in our show didn't go anywhere? (laughs) It's a bit of a reach was what I was trying to get at. Because it's weird to just be like, well, this guy knew this guy once. So he uh, surely he would come to the rescue of his daughter. Again, it it only really works if she knew who Leia was. Which And and the other thing, it's good episode two stuff. She knows that Vader is Anakin. Yeah. So surely feels like the... No. Maybe. I don't know if she knew that. I mean, I guess you don't know how she knows that. I don't... Th- if you're you're saying, like, does she know... Does she know Leia's uh, no, identity? No, no, no. I feel like she... Not, I don't think she does because of what they've, they've established so far. That, right. But I think that she probably could have. Like, you know, in, in like, a nebula... Like, I feel like they're... They're, they're doing kind of both I don't things. think anyone could know that. Because if anyone knew, they would have her. That's true. Is, is kind of where she's Because she is in the open all the time. Unlike Luke, who's on hell. Right. Um. But so, yeah... So they kidnap Leia for that reason. And then Bale's like, you got to help. And he's like, I don't want to. I'm happy on this desert where Owen hates me and everything. I'm trying to be Santa. The Jawas take it. Yeah. 
That's fun. So I feel like that works at some. Maybe we'll even get this by the end of this show. But Luke has that toy or one that looks very similar to it in A New Hope. There's that scene everyone makes fun of where 19 year old Luke is playing with his toy ship. Well, because he doesn't. He's nothing else. I mean, he's got nothing. The man. boy's got nothing. Give else. it. Give him that. He works in the sun all day. The two suns. Because then they did that in an episode of The Clone Wars. They have Anakin playing with a toy ship, also at like 22 years old. So you can be like, ah, like father, like son. Yeah, they're both kind of men who are maybe too violent. <laughs> hey, man. You can have fun with a toy ship every now and then, hey? Hey? It's not that weird, is it? I'm not giving you a lightsaber, that's what I'm telling you. So, he's like, alright, I guess I'll do it. And then he leaves. Uh, and then they get to the new planet, whose name i already forgotten. It's but like, I think it's, uh, I think it's Detroit. Yeah, it's kind of like Space Tokyo or something. It's like Neo Tokyo from... Akira? Alien? Akira's, yeah, definitely Akira. Where's Blade Runner take place? Uh, LA. There you go. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Blade Runner. You get the vest. It's like a, it's like a sci-fi planet. It's like Space Blade Runner. It's kind of like Coruscant, but a little less. Right? A little toned down. Yeah. But so they're there, and they're like, this is the crime planet. There's no transmissions, and if you get here, your daughter's already lost. That's pretty grim. Yeah. That girl was like, I was someone's daughter too once. Now I sell drugs. And you're like, ooh, jeez. First one's free. Oh. Oh, that's, that's what the... it is. We did it. Excellent work. God. So good. I knew that. He just threw a bunch of crack on the ground and was like, I'm off. That's why they were hallucinating afterwards. Okay, so. right. What that was is that later on in the episode, he uses those drugs to, like, get away because he throws them on the ground and then it explodes and then, like, he gasses them out and they all hallucinate. And while we were watching it, me and Jack couldn't figure out what was going on there. I thought he turned his blood to smoke and I was like, did he do a blood smoke trick? I'm still not sure what he means when he was like, we all bleed. What? Okay, Batman. (laughs) But, uh, so he gets there and they get, and he meets up with Kumail Nanjiani, who is kind of a Jedi and kind of not. So we're half right. Us and the other people were onto something there because he is trying to dress like a Jedi, which, because you remember I said, I was like, why would he still dress like a Jedi if he wasn't a Jedi, if he was a Jedi though? Yeah. And it's because he's not, but he wants people to think he is, which is like, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, he's just kind of scamming people to get him off planet. So he's kind of doing, he is getting them off planet. Yeah. But he's kind of upcharging them. He's upcharging them because they think they're getting Jedi. Yeah. He's using weird tricks and stuff. Magnets. Magnets and how do they work? Police. I don't know. <laughs> how do magnets work? No one knows. Like, no, we know. It's like ions and shit. We I think. Know. But Zach, didn't we make it all up? <laughs> yeah, we. That's actually a really good point. We've never seen. I've never seen a magnet the ions, be born. Have we? We just assume that's how it works. Kind of. I've never seen a magnet do its mating season. How do that's we know right. where the magnets come from? It's like the eels. Sure. No one really like knows where eels. the eels come from. Um, but then the inquisitors also get there, and there's a, they're having so the whole time they're having like an argument because they're like. You shouldn't be so concerned about Kenobi, and she's like, "But I want to get Kenobi." And then, and then they're like, "Well, now that we've got Kenobi, I'm gonna take care of Kenobi." And it's like, "Well, you're this is it's classic dark side stuff," which is what I yeah. said to you. I think that's good. Like, that's very on brand. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because that's what they're all about is just being assholes to each yeah, other, trying to one up the other person. One hundred percent. So, I, a f- very, very on point. I, I also, I remember I asked you when watching. I don't feel like the system, the hierarchy of how they determine hierarchy is very clear. Yeah, I because agree. like. So she's the third. So on Tatooine, there's the third sister, the fifth brother, and the Grand Inquisitor. So clearly, Grand Inquisitor, he doesn't have a number. He's the guy. He's one. He's one. He's the closest in power and stuff to Vader. Mm-hmm. And so I would assume, all right, third sister, she's in, in all isn't second in command on that you would mission. Think. And then fifth brother is third. But they reference like fifth brother yells at her about it. Is like, hey, you gotta listen to me on this on this mission. I'm calling the shots. And then the Grand Inquisitor yells at her uh, in Space Blade Runner City, and is like, hey, you're not shit. Just you only get this rank because of your power. So I'm like, well, if you but gave her, it's real, right? If you yeah. gave her number three because she's powerful, 
then that's all the Sith should care about. Yeah, or the dark side. Like that's they that, love it. They're all about on, it. Exactly. That's very on brand. In that case, it makes perfect sense that she is where she is because she's powerful. You wouldn't oh, care about anything else. You're only where you are because you're powerful. Yeah, that's like the whole thing we're doing here, man. That's like the whole point. <laughs> that's our whole system. That's that's exclusively how it works. And it's just like you're like scum. You can't rub that off. It's like guys, you're all like defective Jedi who either yeah. killed all the other Jedi, like you, Grand Inquisitor, man. I assume that means that they found her in like the in a ditch or that something. she was literally she was just like one of the because that's uh, those are the two sources they get them either like fallen Jedi or well like fallen as in like voluntarily like yeah we're we're all, we're happy to be evil or like they get you and they torch you until you turn evil kind of thing. No, but how do they do it voluntarily though? How like like are they just not? Do they kill enough clones? You're like actually I'm good. I think the idea is that maybe they got to some of them. Before Order 66. Oh. I think, I don't remember exactly the source. I'll look at it at some point. But I'm pretty sure that, uh, the Grand Inquisitor like participated in Order 66, maybe. Right. Doesn't he fight Vader in the library for power? And the Emperor's like, fight you two for... The Grand Inquisitor? I did. Doesn't he fight, like, right right when he becomes Vader and gets the armor, they fight. Palpatine puts them, like, pits them against each other in the archive without them knowing. In like, what? In a comic, I oh, think. Oh, in a comic? Maybe? Oh, gosh. Maybe it is in one of the Vader comics. I can't remember, to be honest. I think they fight, and, he, and Vader says, and the Emperor's like, all right, Vader, you've proven but you're the best. I think the point is, I think the idea would be that the Emperor probably, maybe not even approached, but he singled a couple out. You could probably see the seeds kind of planted. It was like, when the time comes, I'll get those ones. Um, or whatever. I mean, I get what you're saying. There's not there's not really one surefire way. Because we've seen as well that, like, the clones, unless you really specify beforehand, they're not they're not really, like, because of the whole Order 66 thing is like an involuntary like response. It's not, there's not a lot of logic applied, mm-hmm. right? Like there's actually in one of the Vader comics, um, one, an escaped Jedi triggers it again and it causes the the clones to turn on the Inquisitor. I was just going to bring that up. I've seen that. Because they're just like a Jedi. It's probably a Jedi. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. So there's not, like what I'm saying is like, there's not like the, yeah, these fallen um, Jedi could just be like, hey. I'm on your side, actually, clones. Like, that wouldn't really work. So, yeah, that, I don't really know. Assume, I assume Palpatine did, though, because he plans everything. So Yeah. And then, again, some of them are just, like, tortured into being Inquisitors, basically. Ooh. Uh, but so, like, that's where the second sister comes in. But she's dead by this point. Spoiler for <gasps> the video game. Uh, no. So, like, yeah, it, it feels like she should be... Th- if she's third, then she's third. And really, she's second. Unless they've filled it back in. But yeah. we haven't seen any indication that they've ever done that yet. So, I kind of agree. What's the point of the numbers then? Because the fifth brother also orders her around, like you said. Yeah. Why like, obviously, be? the Grand Inquisitor, fine, but why does the fifth guy get to? And we don't know what that other chick, we don't know what her number is yet. Mm-hmm. So, unless she's one that has been in a thing and I don't recognize. But so, yeah, he gets Leia because Kun Maldon Gianni helps him. Um, and then they're, they're trying to escape. I, I didn't like Leia as much in this episode because <laughs> she's being kind of annoying. Yeah. It's weird because she seemed to be like, again, she's very smart and capable. So, like, I don't know. It feels like there's a time and a place. <laughs> She's being too like little kitty in this too one. snarky and like, like well, show you... me your powers then. Oh, f- I want this dress. Like Leia, Jesus, make me float right now. I'm gonna yell out, use your lightsaber <laughs> in front of all these people. Hey, aren't you a Jedi? <laughs> like, aren't you those religious people we all murdered? Like Leia, come on, come on, buddy, you're really letting the side down. Here. How about we'll do this later? But like, we need to go. We're in imminent danger. And she's like, maybe you're not even Jedi. Maybe you're kidnapping me. No, he he very clearly saved you from the people who actually kidnapped you. What are you talking about? Yeah, that'd be quite the elaborate plot. But so, and it basically culminates in they're running through the city, um, and he has to use the force for the first time. Great moment because that's the classic Jedi on their run thing, right? Cut yourself off from the force, and then you got to use the force. It's great. 
It's hard to do because it's been so long. Kanan did it. Luke did it. Cal did it. They all do it. They're all going to do it. They love it. They love it. Another thing with the Force is that uh, we, we mentioned before we did the jump, like, oh, Liam Neeson might show up. And then the, even the oh, first in this episode, he's like, Master, help me out here, brother. So I'm like, well, he's got to show up. I mean. And that's great. I when I, As soon as he said that, I was like, no, this is good. Like, this is the way to do it for, like, a narrative, right? Is that he keeps going back to that well, and then eventually, like, finale or whatever, Qui-Gon's like, all right, here I am. And I told you, this is exactly how they did it in that Kenobi novel. Mm-hmm. Is that at, per- periodically throughout that novel, he's like, come on, Master, I really need help. Like, I, I need some guidance on this. And he gets to nothing, and he's like, what am I doing? It? Am I doing it wrong? What's going on? And then, um, yeah, so it's the same kind of thing. The only kind of, like, I guess the only umbrage I would take with that is it's it feels a little late for him to still be struggling that hard with it right because the point of that kenobi novel is that it's like i said the first couple months like within the first year after episode three if he's been on tatooine in solitude for 10 years i feel like he should have communed with qui-gon by now right mm. but whatever you gotta do what you gotta maybe do. he's cut off from, from the force again he's trying to redo it yeah or something that could be but yeah maybe right though maybe he, because he's been so hardcore into the whole like i'm just gonna hide i'm gonna bury my lightsabers in the desert i'm i'm totally gonna squash that part of me that he isn't connected in the force enough to even do that yeah so i think that i mean it works i don't think it's like a massive problem uh, yeah and i was trying to think but I, i'm pretty sure that every story we've seen of obi-wan during his exile in new canon has been past this point mm. so i think everything don't i think everything out. works out i think it's copacetic for the most part yeah and again at the end of the day the worst they're going to be overriding is um some dumb comic or book that no one else has read so so who who even going to care for the one percenters of star wars i mean i will care but i i don't i'll understand a little bit you're I gonna suppose. live with it at the very least and then um yeah and then, and then i think the biggest part of the two episodes i guess the second episode is when uh they're hiding out and the sister catches up with them and Obi was hiding and she's like hey obi-wan i'm trying to get you to fight me come on out and fight me and he, he's pulled out his lights he's like oh, i gotta use this again He's like, yeah, like Lord Vader is want, wants me to find you. He's alive. Anakin, Anakin survived, and she says his full name, and he's like, yeah, ooh, oh no, which is what I mentioned earlier. Like, she knows that, and not, and not a lot of people know. Like, no one else is supposed to know that, because why would you know that? Yeah, you wouldn't make that connection if you, unless you're like, we're smart, like. Thrawn well, also, or Vader doesn't like it. He squashes that, and when he t- so okay, I really liked that scene at first. I mean, not. I'm not gonna say I didn't like it, but I did really like that. She was like Lord Vader, and then he surprised, and she can sense that clearly, right? And I said to you, I meant to bring it up in the earlier point, but whatever. I asked you when we started watching the show, is like, what do we think, right? Do we think that he knows? Because I told you, Vader shouldn't have any reason to doubt that Obi Wan's alive, pretty much, right? Because Obi Wan won and then left. But, mm-hmm. um, and this has been definitely dealt with in other stories in like Legends. I think in that Kenobi novel, it's like. Um, Obi-Wan thinks that he killed Anakin, right? He shouldn't have any reason, really, to believe that Anakin survived yeah, that. him on that lava planet. Yeah. Other than the fact that he didn't walk over and, like, well and truly end him, right? He should be like, well, he's burning alive in that lava. That's probably good enough, right? And so, obviously, it's like, well, it's been 10 years. How would he not know? But the thing to me is, like, he he's on a backwater, right? He's not getting regular, like, hollow news updates. He's just living in his hut. So yeah. I think it's totally reasonable. I think it's totally reasonable. I don't have any problems with that. Mm-hmm. Unless he was in content, constant contact with Bale more so than he seems to be and all. I, I think it totally works. And I was saying to you, like, it's a little trickier than with other characters because Obi-Wan knows that Darth Vader is Anakin. Like, yeah. he knows his Sith name. Whereas you definitely have other characters who know them both but just never makes the connection because they don't know. But the thing with Obi-Wan is that if he ever heard Lord Vader, like he does in this, he would know that, right? 
Whereas I was saying to you, like, Ahsoka, for example, she knows of Darth Vader and she knows of Anakin. She just didn't realize that they're the same person. They're the same person. So. Until she fights them in Rebels. Exactly. But so if Yoda or Obi-Wan heard that, they'd be like, ah, one and the same. Mm. Which makes me wonder if Bale knows, because Bale should know that because of episode three, unless they didn't tell him. Yeah, but they, like, they left out that little detail. Like, but, oh, yeah, also her father is a Nazi murderer. Yeah. He's still Nazi. alive. So yeah. I would assume they, she does. I don't really know, though. Oh, we'll probably wait and see. He probably will show up again at least. But yeah, I didn't like that. I th- that is kind of what gave me pauses. And she's like, "Yeah, that's right. Anakin Skywalker is alive." And I'm like, "Should she be one of the few who's in on that? Because it's again, it's quite the secret, even in the Empire. Like that's not a thing he talks about." Mm. And there's been like I was telling you, there's been discourse about this lately. Of like, they're not really two people, and like that's true. Obviously, like literally, they're the same person, of course. But in the same way that like a lot of fiction deals with like personas and yeah. And, one is one is very clearly evil and made of yeah. robot metal. It's like a it's like a Moon Knight thing, kind of. Like yeah. it's a different personality. Mm-hmm. It's, he disassociates to that identity. They they are distinct in his mind. They are distinct to like other people. Obviously, very much physically, right? Like you wouldn't ever at first glance be like those are the same guy. But even in his own mind, he considers like Anakin a thing, and that that's like a coping mechanism for him more than anything. Literally, like like a DID thing, right? Because he's like. He associates Anakin with being weak and good and, like, the Force and Padme and, and the light side. So he's like, I don't want to be that guy. I'm going to be evil. I'm evil. Cool I'm Vader. so cool. Because the whole time, and this is a lot of the Darksiders, right? It's Kylo Ren, too, is, like, you almost have to convince yourself <laughs> the whole way through that you're evil. Evil. Not that he's not evil in a lot of ways, but <laughs> that's that's part of the whole journey is to be like, no, I'm, I'm bad. I, I'm, ba- I'm better than bone. I don't dude. even know that guy. Unless you're Palpatine, who's I just evil off the jump. I don't have a wife. I don't have any kids. I was that pussy boy Anakin, and he's fucking dead. So I killed his ass. I killed his. I killed him. Obi Wan killed him. Doesn't matter. He's dead. I'm me. I'm Darth Vader. I'm cool as hell. Cool as hell. We should have an R-rated movie with just me killing Jedi for an hour and a half. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. The opening scene's just just like a sequence of Order sixty six, which looks really good. Like it's choreographed cool and it's shot well. Of just like these these like hallway shots of this Jedi like fighting just, clones. She's just teaching a class of younglings when it happens. And then she's like, yeah, running down hallways, like taking out clones, trying to escape, and they fucking get her. And then the yeah. bunch of little clones run away, or a bunch of little younglings run, run away. away. Yeah. Which we think like that's got to be significant, right? We we didn't get any like s- like direct ties in this one, but yeah, I really thought it was gonna be the third sister, one of those people. I feel like it still could be, right? Yeah, I don't know if that would really line up with the whole gutter comment, but then again, who knows what that is? They could just they, she could escape into the gutter, and they don't yeah. know that she's a Jedi. Yeah, she's she like lives on the run for a while, and they're like, ah, look at this street urchin. We'll make you a Jedi. I think that might be why she's so strong because she already knows what to do. Does the age work out? How? Let's see how old she is, real quick. I also thought maybe it would be that Jedi from the first episode, but we don't really get an answer one way or the other. No. So, but it could be. I think. I I think it's plausible for sure, right? Certainly. I don't know who else it would be. I think no one we would know. They're the only two others Mm -hmm. because the Grand Inquisitor we know and the Fifth Brother. I think we know. We don't know where he came from, really. I mean, you could just say he was one from of those. From the frog planet. But he's green. None of those guys were green. They all were like human so. children. They all look to be pretty much human, right? Or, yeah. near, or very near human. Yeah. So she she's 29. I don't know. If you, if you use like Hollywood logic and you fudge it a couple years in either direction, if you could say she was 11, 12 then, I don't yeah. think that's fine. And then so she's 21, 22 now. That's whatever. I think For that sure. works just fine. So yeah, she could be one of them. That other guy. Who's that guy? You t- you talked you pointed it out. I don't know if I would have noticed if you didn't, but um, that's like a it's like a famous guy. He's a director. He was in Good Time, which he directed. Yeah, it's he weird was that in he just Licorice has, Pizza. He just has like a bit part in this. I mean, same with Flea. They're just like he. Want, I guess it's like you want to be in Star Wars. Yeah, probably right. 
His name is Benny Safty, and him and his brother are the directors. Safty brothers. Safty brothers. He is thirty six, so that's a harder sell, I would yeah. say. He was he was like a knight before, probably. So, um, but yeah, and that's the moment. And then we get a, like a very brief shot, even briefer than the one of the trailer, but it's Darth Vader in the tank. And it's Hayden Christensen, I guess, right? I would hope so. I mean, there's obviously, like, prosthesis going on, and he's got a big breathing mask covering most of his face, but presumably. God, if they didn't use him for that. <laughs> then what did they use him for? So, yeah. I don't think we got much to say. I mean, we've talked about this quite a bit. You'll, Well, I'll be talking about it at least. We'll be back for at least a couple of these. So, uh, I'll be back for... Definitely be weeks. Weeks of this to come yet. <laughs> be back for the last two. There you go. So there's there's weeks of this to come yet, but... Yeah. Oh, gosh. You got anything else? Not not really. Nothing. A bunch of little details. I mean, I don't need to. There's people who can do it better than I can. But rest assured, listeners, I was pointing them out. I was telling Jack what the weird details were. And I was going, who? What? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, we should mention just offhand for LOM and that he wasn't in this. Because I said in the trailer, the one trailer, I was like, oh my gosh, for LOM. And it's just not. I think we mentioned that earlier. Did you mention that he wasn't? Maybe we did. I think you and I just said that. Well, oh, regardless, I, he's I, in this and he dies. It all blurs together when I'm here. That new cord. droid bounty hunter who isn't for LOM, um, he gets killed as well. So it's definitely not for yeah, LOM. Come on, Najiani gets him. So that's tough. It's unfortunate for sure. But it's good that it wasn't for LOM who died. Even though for LOM's died a couple times and he's all right. So. Nah, he's got the robot head. He's fine. He's like a robot. The rules are different. So they're not people. Maybe. We see R2D2 and C3PO. And oh yes, of course, stuff like that. Yeah. I was showing you. How, I was telling you how um he's got. That, like, scanner thing that he has out front of his hut, that's, like, from R4, presumably. Oh, no, it couldn't be R4, because R4 dies before that. So, he dies in episode three, right? right yeah, yeah. Beginning. She dies. She's a girl. She, she had feminine programming. R4P17 did. Uh, what's the difference? You know what? I don't care enough to know. Because the they're astromech droids. They don't even speak. Well, no, because, like, they're robots. Why do they need feminine? Well, I, guess, like, I guess if they it speak. It makes sense for ones who act more yeah. feminine or masculine. I mean, obviously, gender is a construct, Jack, but... They give it even to the droids. That's the rules. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, if them's the rules. Some I'll of them are boys and some of them are girls, man. I don't know. Uh, like, I even gave the droids gender. <laughs> Those bastards. How could they? They're, they're, they're really shackles that bind us all, aren't they? Yeah. Besides really keeping us down. But And good on it. They mentioned a droid starfighter out in the desert, which has to be his, right? 100%. Actually, take that back. It can't be his. What do you... Because he doesn't have one. He doesn't ever have... Well... No, I think it's just that Jedi's probably. Then I, okay, there's a couple. Okay, we're gonna get the, okay. So some deep cuts here. So the thing about that is, oops, sorry, sorry. Right. Obi Wan shouldn't have one because Obi Wan takes one. Well, he his is destroyed on. Oh, okay, all right, okay, okay. His destroyed on General. So I was gonna say his is destroyed on Utapau. Utapau, and so he takes General Grievous' starfighter to get back to Coruscant. Well, he meets the he he meets the Tantive Four in space somewhere. Then they all go to Coruscant. Then he hijacks a ride on Padme's ship to get to Mustafar, and then we don't, he probably just takes that ship again to leave Mustafar with Padme, and then they meet up with the Tantive V4 again. I guess we don't know exactly, I don't remember exactly how he gets to, to Tatooine, but right. probably not a Jedi Starfighter because no. he didn't have one. He needed a ring. Unless he somehow took, well, I was going to get to that, but yes. Unless he somehow took the one Anakin brought to Mustafar with, back with him. Which could be, because Anakin had one on Mustafar as well. But yes, he would need a hyperspace booster ring. So, hard to say. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't his. But in that sense, I feel like none of the Jedi should still be using Star Jedi Starfighters because of that exact flaw. The hyperspace booster ring is a big, big hindrance for someone on the run. Because yeah. they can just destroy it while it's in orbit. And, and then, then you're stuck. stuck. Yeah. So, which I is probably what they did to Obi-Wan regardless. 
That was probably why he didn't take his gen- his starfighter. Well, for one thing, they'd be like, well, we know where his starfighter is. We, we'll just wait by yeah. it. But the other thing is probably like they would have already got it up in orbit. The clones would have. So it's like a whole thing. Yeah, I remember I was, I was watching that Weekly Planet video on it, and I, I didn't even think about it that like it's so. Yeah, I'd never considered that angle on it either. How that, only like, the Jedi use it, and it's so their system is so broken that they can't even see that they're just basically putting all these limits on I themselves. Mean, I think it's a load. I don't know if that was. I don't know. It's tough. I guess you would have to you'd have to ask yourself if like they thought that out all ahead or if it's just like one of those happy little coincidences that you can assign plot relevance to without mm. it really so I don't know. I think you can make the argument both ways. But I would okay, first of all, the Jedi using them in like episode 2 as well. Also, the clones use them sometimes, so it's not just a Jedi thing. Right. I just always thought it was like a cool detail for like, well, ships that are that small and agile because that's the whole point of the Jedi starfighter. The, first of all, the Jedi interceptor is like my favorite ship in Star Wars, I think, maybe. Pretty cool. It's really cool looking, I think. It's got a great design. And I like there's a bunch of colors for different Jedi. That's fun. Of their own. But one of the details with that is that it's so small on purpose because smaller is better. But you can't make most ships that small because you need to fit, like, scanners and systems and all that bullshit in there. But because it's Jedi flying it, they don't. They need less of that. So they can make a really, like, trimmed down, nimble starfighter that's just real quick. But also, I guess you you would sacrifice, like, an onboard hyperdrive. Also, I think part of it is to show like the difference in technology, right? That like eventually it gets advanced enough that you can fit a star uh, hyperdrive in a, in a starfighter as small as like an A wing. But in the time of the prequels, they weren't quite there yet. Mm-hmm. I, don't think, I don't know. I think there's a lot of details you could ascribe to it. All that's to say, who knows who starfighter this <laughs> is? This is a nothing detail to anyone who doesn't know Star Wars as obsessively as me. But there it is. Yeah, we did all the same, didn't we? Though there it is, man. Now I really want to know. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Why would you use a Jedi starfighter? Those are so ubiquitous, though. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, the thing with the Jedi symbol on it. We'll probably hit that with our. But he also, the droid says it's old, right? He's like, that old. We finally broke down that old Jedi starfighter, stripped it for parts. Oh, and he gives Obi Wan that belt. Is that Obi Wan's belt? I think so. It kind of seems like it. So then it would suggest that it really was Obi Wan's, but that doesn't. You know, the belt behind. You need that belt, fella. You need to wear it. So that doesn't make a ton of sense for reasons I just outlined. But whatever. All in all, good show. Looks great. I'm happy with it. Again, other than like the kind of the bit of the plot finagling they had to do to be like the Inquisitors are on Tatooine for reasons. Other than that, I would say I'm pretty happy with all those story decisions they've made so far. Because I've been saying for months leading up to this now that I have some reservations about like how they were gonna pull this off in a convincing way of like getting Obi Wan to leave in a way that felt natural and like necessary, I guess, yeah. for his character. And I think they've done all that. I think it's very convincing. I think. Uh, yeah, I feel like because before we were like, oh, do we need another show? Why do we need this? But I think because it's Leia, I'm like, okay, he, he's meeting Leia for the first time. That kind of oh, yeah, that- puts a personal connection for episode four. So, like, you know, that that gets enough for me to be like, all right, I'm on board. I'm not going to be like. Oh, I didn't even think of it that. But, like, that in. changes that whole dynamic, doesn't it? Yeah. Because that means Leia should recognize him. Yes. When she's like, Obi-Wan, hope. She, she would be like, ah, oh, that dude saved my life. Yeah, help me, so Obi-Wan. That's fun. You're my only help. You love when Star Wars does that. They retcon and some stuff like that. Some extra meaning. It would make you wonder, like, why doesn't Leia ever mention that in any extended material? But that's the Don't, that's, that's the thing that, you got to deal the, with. It's the coin of it all. It's a double-edged yeah, sword. Exactly. That's what you got to do with stories like this. So I won't. I won't be writing any angry letters yet. Yet. Oh. Well, 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 there's episodes yet, isn't there? There's episodes yet. There's still more to conquer. So, but that's fun. Again, I think that's a good reason. And like, because Bail Organa's like, hey, she's as important, and she is. Because if Luke's important, then she's important. There's no reason any one of either one of them should be more because they're twins. Unless Obi Wan's literally just like, but boy, but boy is good. I'm on desert planet. But but patriarchy. The boy has to be the warrior. Most of the most of the council was men. Did you notice that? I did that on I did that on purpose. 
even though again Leia has like every advantage over Luke if we're being honest. Yeah, she can speak a bunch of languages and maybe even probably read better than he she's can. She's a leader of men by the time she's yeah. like eight, nineteen. Looks like my fun ship, look at it fly. <laughs> why are they not I wanted to go to Pushy Station to pick up some power converters. How do I join the Nazis. <laughs> the space Nazis are in town. <laughs> so it, again, you can definitely see why why uh Yoda would want to pick her. He's like this kid's cringe. <laughs> this kid's fucking mm, cringe. He is. Mm, lots of problems he has. Mm, see a therapist, perhaps. <laughs> Men will do anything. Men will moisture farm instead of seeing a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You think we're good then? Should we? Uh, we're hitting an hour here, so oh, yeah. yeah, we probably better get moving then on some other things. So what do we talk about next? All right. So sorry, celebration this week because of when we're filming this, we're actually gonna miss like most of it. No, only half. I mean, it's four days. It was yesterday. It was today. And then it's tomorrow and Sunday, so we'll miss about yeah. We'll miss about half of it. I will cover anything of note next week that I think we need to cover. But there's some good stuff already, anyways. Yeah, for sure. Um, we got some new shows announced. We got the date for the Mandalorian season three. Exactly. We got the date for the Mandalorian season three. That's next February, which is fine. I wish it was sooner. But like, it's really not that off. Yeah. I mean, we were expecting November, December. Which is yeah, but we've say. we've like talked about. I've I've gone in full Pepe Sylvia mode. Have been like all these shows, how many weeks? So we kind of knew like oh, it, there would they would really be pushing it mm. because if there's 14 episodes of Andor, like we think there will be, which, and they start and all starts doesn't start till the end, literal the last day of August. That's like three months of episodes. Yeah. So it would take you into January anyways. In which case, a couple week break or however many would be would still be fine. So mm. especially sure. because we have. Obviously, this show and The Bad Batch is going to be between them, kind of, and overlapping. There's a, there's plenty, so it's not a big deal. Um, they showed footage of that at Celebration. The Bad Batch? No, The Mandalorian Season oh. 3. Oh, we don't get they? any of that, at least for a while, So, which is fine. I I don't have any problem with them doing that most of the time, because, I mean, you're paying to go to Celebration. You may as well get something like that for yeah. your money. So, But we know there's, like, Bo-Katan's heavily featured in it. They're doing He's going to go to Mandalore. He's going to go to those sacred waters and, and get his Get honor the Great Dragon. Hopefully he, like... Or no, not the Decree Dragon. The Mythosaur? Uh, the Mythosaur, excuse me. They're all me. dead, Jake. Unless there's one under there. I mean... Hiding. He's got to ride it. We talked about that. He's going to ride it. His ancestors rode the Mythosaur. The great Mythosaur. He's Mandalore or something. He's, he's probably going to be Mandalore. The... She's sitting on a throne in one of the... Sh- I did see that. I saw like a leak. Someone took a picture with their phone. Bo-Katan's on like a throne. Ooh. Um. What else? Ahsoka's going to... The Ahsoka show's coming? Ahsoka show's next year. We already knew. I mean, that should be a surprise to no yeah, one. Yeah, but it's starting to production, so it's probably going to yeah. be... It's already. It's started. probably gonna be this time next year. We're basing on sure. the Mandalorian's February, and it's about eight episodes. Probably May, June would be Ahsoka. I think that'd be fine. But we also have other shows going on. Like, so it wouldn't surprise me if it was a little earlier either. Whatever, it's next year. So yeah. we got some other shows. Um, Skeleton Crew. So okay, so that I don't think I talked to you at all about it or brought up on the show, just because it was whatever. But we have heard rumors, inklings of that for um, maybe a month or two now. It was under a code name. It was called um, Grammar Rodeo, hmm. which is just like a nothing code name because that's what they do for Star Wars things. And um, we heard all these rumors that it was going to be like it was. It was compared to like Stranger Things. It was compared to like old Amblin Spielberg movies, which like focus on kids and stuff. And it turns out that was true. That's what it is. But it's called what was it called? Skeleton Skeleton Crew. Crew. Um, and it's a bunch of bunch of kids lost in space and they got to get home with Jude Law. With Jude Law, he's the star. Or well, he's a star. So he's either like a mentor to them or the villain, probably. Ooh, maybe he'll be an Inquisitor. I don't know. It takes place after um, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I think. Let me double check on that, but I'm pretty sure. So it's a new kind of thing. And as well, they got that um, Jedi Academy 
I think is it animated? That show's set in the High Republic. Well, okay, one, one at a time. One at a time. Hold on, Jack. Okay, so Skeleton Crew, Jude Law, it's coming next year. So that's what I mean. Like, we have these new ones that are just being announced that are being revealed to come out next year, right? And we also have a bunch of other shows that presumably were announced before, which should also be, right? Mm. Stuff like Ahsoka, stuff like The Acolyte we know should be next year. I forgot about The Acolyte. I always forget about that one. We also, I mean, we don't know where Lando is at. We haven't heard a ton Shit. of that since it was announced, but Lando maybe. There's so much so. stuff. Exactly. So, um, John Watts is directing, who is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Oh, uh, so we don't know who the kids are yet. I'm trying, oh gosh, that didn't say. I'm just gonna go air real good though. Yeah, this has the Mandalorian era, so maybe it's in that specific time frame, or maybe it's later, but it's definitely post Jedi. So then, yes, we have Young Jedi Adventures. Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, just called Young Jedi Adventures. This I would assume is gonna be like quite. Well, not even assume. This seems like it's gonna be quite kid friendly, more so than even like Rebels, Clone Wars kind of thing. It's yeah. animated. It's set during the higher public, which is fun. Oh, yeah. This says teaches important skills to a preschool audience. So this probably will blow even, like, myself, if I'm being 100%. I mean, I'll give it a go, probably. But it's preschoolers, early grade schoolers, and their families. So this is very kind of simplistic. It's about lessons. It's probably like, you know, be be kind and kill the Sith when you see them. I doubt that. But determination. might be a Sith, like a Red Scare. Hope. You know, stuff like that. Be mindful. Don't don't get frustrated on the playground. Be share with ignore share with the slavery on Tatooine. Jack, no, it's for preschoolers. They Jack. need to learn about ignoring slavery. Allowing so, this also, I was reading is going to be on Disney, just on Disney Channel. Yeah, Disney Junior. Oh, so like that's yeah, it's definitely on a different kind of caliber, but it's fun nonetheless. And servers are still going to complain about it. Probably some thirty-year-old guy is going to be like, "Why are they making it for little babies?" Oh, they already do. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Galaxy of Adventures, a thing I think is very fun and good and like very well executed for what it is. It still gets people being like, "Why are you hiding me?" Forces for Destiny, which was like a like a elementary school like girl show for Star Wars. They were like, meh, meh, meh. "But why is Padme the? Meh, why are the women though? Rose Tico." So ridiculous. There's no escape from it, really. Quite foolish, maidenless behavior, truly. Yeah, one hundred percent. So our final. So I think the big part of the Star Wars celebrity so far is Andor. I was gonna no. Let's not oh, do that yet. We're not doing that. Fuck. We'll do that. No. I was gonna say uh, Jedi Survivor. Oh. Have we mentioned that on here. I don't think I mentioned it on here yet. We definitely have. No, really. We in passing. We definitely mentioned. I there isn't a part in some episode where you mentioned the fact that it's been the, announced. Uh, the leaked? sequel is supposed to come out like this year, holiday time. And you go, I'm oh, really great. And then you said you haven't played the first game yet. Ever, 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 and we do the whole. Sounds about right. But a couple weeks ago, it was leaked that it was going to be called Sur- Jedi Survivor, and it is. But right. it's not coming out this year. It's coming out next year, which is very unfortunate. I, I mean, can, it is what it is. I but. can put off playing the game for a hundred <laughs> more years. <laughs> that's great. That, that's just, nah, that's delightful to me. But, you know, that's fine. I mean, obviously, with video games in particular, it's one of those things where if they need the extra time. I mean, also, no one ever told us it was going to come out this year. We were all just hoping, so it is what it is. Hopefully, the fact that the trailer's coming out now means it'll be early next year, not like Christmas next year, because that would be quite... The way, oh, the way, but God, that'd be awful. At the same, at the same time, that that trailer gives almost nothing. We're not going to dedicate a full because it's nothing. Right? Yeah. Um. This well, okay. The one thing to point out is that the villain appears to be a Powan, and he looks right. Unlike the Grand Inquisitor, he looks like they look in other things, not like he looks in Kenobi. Mm-mm. So just just really rub salt in that wound, why don't you? Yeah, really bring that bring up harsh memories. <laughs> the, the very same day we have to see him grace our screens, we see this guy, and you're like, wow, he's accurate. 
He's got the lines in his face and everything, but whatever. Whatever. Can't win them all. You can't win. No, you can't. And there's a guy in a vat. Is it a clone? Is it a... Probably Darth Vader, I think. Is it a Jedi? No, it's not Darth Vader. He's got, like, long hair and tattoos or something. No, that was... Come on. Cal can't fight Darth Vader. It's like a clone or something, I bet. Yeah. Is it a clone of him, or is it, like, a grown... I don't know what it is, but there's a thing in there, so that'll be something. Uh, Cal gets a new outfit. BD1's there. Oh, his lightsaber's different. Actually, I will say this. So, big part of the progression of Jedi Fallen Order is that Cal heals his connection to the Force, and you get more Force powers as you go along. And also, as you go along, you get your lightsaber upgrades from a single blade to a double blade to a double blade that you can split in half kind of thing, right? Mm. And people pointed out, like, how do you execute that in a sequel? Because he goes, the whole point is that in the in the original, he goes from having almost no Force powers to healing his connection with the Force all the way up to where he becomes a fully-fledged Jedi Knight. So how do you do a sequel with progression like that? Do you add, you know four or five more force powers on top of the ones you already have do you swap some out do you how do you execute that where you you know in like a story sense of how do you explain cal like starting the game without powers and getting more kind of thing yeah exactly. and in the same kind of vein this one seems to suggest that he starts off with his lightsaber and it's in like a repaired state but it's a single bladed one again which is curious i don't know and the villain seems to have the other half no, it's the same one, I think. Oh, I thought it was the. I thought because it was a double, he just had the other half. No, because that's not what his double. His double, it's not two the same halves. Oh, okay. So it seems just like he. I mean, obviously, there's no telling which thing happens first, kind of idea. Again, it's very simple stuff. So, I, I, I think they could still make some some sense out of that. I think you could argue. So again, spoilers for this game that you even played. So now this is gonna mean anything. But nice in that game, his lightsaber is when he has the double bladed at the end in. The context of the story, at least, right? Obviously, you can customize it yourself and all, but within the context of the actual, like, canon story, half of it is the his master's lightsaber, who gave him, like, at, after Order 66, and was like, you need this, good luck. And then the other half is Seer Jinda's lightsaber, who is the new mentor he gets throughout the events of that game. And she's like, here, take this, fix your lightsaber with it. And so I think you could, you could hand wave it away as he gave her half back to her, so she could have her lightsaber again because she also has an arc by the end of that game where she'd be like, you know what, I will be a Jedi again too. So I think that all works. Mm. But again, this is just wild speculation because we have nothing else. We love wild speculation. But I'm excited for that game. That's one of the that game is like it's top tier. Gameplay wise, it's great. It's a lot of fun. It's got a it's really well done, I think. And also I think it's got like one of the just it's just it's a real good story. It's a very solid Star Wars story, real good Jedi moment. Like, it's great. It's like healing trauma but the force and everything it's like it's like do we say this up top but like that's or we said this off pod but like that's what science fiction is all about right it's like using these like abstract themes and and sci-fi concepts and your space magic to like tell a very human story and that's yeah, what that to relate to the human condition that's what that game does very well so i'm very excited hopefully you get to play as other people that's been a big want people want to play as marin who's the night sister in that so we didn't see a hide nor tale of her marin trant no no um and then we can, I think that's, well, I'll do a quick peruse to make sure I haven't missed anything massive. But otherwise, I would say we can move into specifically some some trailer trash, trailer cash, huh? Oh, yeah, baby, let's go. What do you think? Um, There's higher public stuff, but we won't talk about it on here because you couldn't care. I couldn't know. Yeah, I'll know, but that'll just be for me. That'll be for me, guys. Sometimes you get something for you. Yeah, I think that's about it. So into trailer trash for the cash. Specifically, we got the first teaser trailer for Andor. Looks great, man. I agree. It looks very good. It looks real sweet. You were telling me earlier off pod that they didn't use the volume very much. They just shot a lot on location. 
You can kind of tell. It looks very, very mm-hmm. good. It's very clean. Like we just said with this, I think the Kenobi definitely has a mix. I don't think they claim to not use the volume. No, they, they didn't talk about the volume a couple of times. And I think that's I think that's probably the move. Is stuff like this is, is some kind of mix of it. Using it as a tool in the toolbox, not your one and only, which it feels like the Mandalorian kind of did at times. Mm. So not that, again, it's totally bad or that they shouldn't use it at all just out of principle, but you can't argue with the results. This movie, or this, this show, doesn't use the volume reportedly, and I don't know, it looks really good mm. from what we've seen. So head out as you will. As the teaser, teaser, we don't get a ton of stuff. We just get a lot of shots of what's going to happen. Which is good. Um, we see a lot of Imperials in a big room. We get big a lot conference of, room. Big bunch of ISB guys, it seems. Mm. We get the, It seems like maybe one of the main villains is going to be this Imperial ISB agent. She's walking around. She's got Death Troopers with her, Love which them. is good. Um, Death Troopers. Love Death Troopers. They're fun. They do that weird warbly talk thing. Why do they do that, Jack? For fun. It's, it's, uh, it's just for fun. You're definitely right. It's just rule of cool. The their explanation is that like they don't talk like that. They just talk normally, and then it j- jumbles it on its way out, so you don't know what they're saying. But other, I don't know. It's uh, other troopers can hear them. Understand? No, them? like the other death troopers. Can right. Understand uh, that's them. what I meant. The other death Except, troopers. I don't know. It's already a feature of the clone and stormtrooper helmets and stuff that you can like silence yourself to the outside world, anyways, huh. and just talk d- between. So whatever. It's really neither here nor there. Of course. Um, we got Stellan Skarsgård. We knew he was in this, and we see him. We got Mon Mothma. We got. Obviously, Cassian himself. We got... Who else? No, no one in particular. I mean, we know Saw Gerrera's returning, but we didn't get him in this. Oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, K2SL's probably going to be in this, but we haven't seen him yet. This probably will do, like, how they met, right? How we How we got friends. K2SL. Yeah, how they became the two best friends that anyone could have. <sighs> um, It's great, man. I, I'm really excited for this. I've been excited from the get-go. You love Rogue One. It's probably maybe your favorite Star Wars movie. It so is my favorite sh- Star Wars movie. So this should be... I think it's the best one. This should be up your alley, I would say. This I definitely would. I... I said to you, I was like, I can't believe they released that, that they were just pranking us. Because for a while, I felt like we didn't learn anything about this. We were like, oh, no, it's coming, guys. I'm not seeing it. You know, I'm I'm very excited for it now. Um, I definitely wasn't going to go and be like, I'm going to hate this. Because it's Star Wars, and I'll probably like it well enough. But yeah, I think it looks really good. Um, I love a good James Clydesdale story. We're going to hear that a couple times, listeners. I love it. Probably every day for 14 weeks. I, every week for 14 <laughs> weeks when it comes out, I think. There's probably, I don't know. I mean, there's no way to know just because of lack of context. But it, I don't know. Just based off of absolutely nothing, I got the sense that maybe some of the scenes we saw in this were like flashbacks to his planet where he came from. Because there's a little kid that is it seen. Maybe he's him. Right. I, that's why I assumed it was him, yeah. Which I think there's a lot of potential there because he's got that line in Rogue One where he's like, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Like You don't know what you're talking about, man. Which is interesting because he's a quite, I mean, he's like 30-something in that movie. So you're like, wait a minute. Clone Wars? He was fighting like before the Clone Wars. Like, yeah. who the hell was he fighting? Like, he was he was he a separatist kind of thing? So, like, there's a lot to okay. mess around with there. Big old heroes on both sides kind of thing. Exactly. So, I think that's got a lot of potential. There's a, there's, sorry, there's a fun um story I heard with Diego Luna. Right, that's the yeah. his actor's name. Because when he because obviously he's in Rogue One and he's doing Rogue One press. He was talking about how he obviously he went with his family to the premiere and he's sitting next to his son. And you know the movie ends with them sitting on the beach. The Death Star hits the planet and destroy, or they die in that big tidal wave. And his he was like, someone's upset. He was like, "Why are you upset?" He's like, "Well, Dad, now you can't be in Star Wars anymore because you're dead." <laughs> he was like, "Ah, oh, now he is. They're just gonna do just do backstory." Star Wars loves a good prequel. That's fine. They'd love it. They love a prequel. If one thing Star Wars loves, it's going back. It's going back and forward and back again in every direction you could ever possibly imagine. But, but doing the back sometimes, the forward at other times, but having them so spread out that everything kind of gets retconned along the way. They love, they, yeah, they love doing a thing first and then going back and then going forward. 
That's what their favorite thing Two is. Two steps forward, a step back, yes. a leap to the side. Exactly. Shimmy to the right. To the, the cha-cha wrist move. Do, 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 do. Yeah, Turn it's out. great. I think, I think, I, I don't know. I just don't know how to describe it. I was trying to think after I saw this trailer because I was like, I feel like I heard, remember hearing a glimmer of something that like, for whatever reason, this was going to have something more behind it. And I can't find, I wasn't able to find any like actual indication of that, but I don't know, man. It's just got some juice, it feels like. I think I was telling you, I, I really think part of it is that even though The Mandalorian ended up being like really well received and all, because it was their first outing and like, you know, they were kind of testing the waters in a lot of ways, I don't think it got as much budget as like you might expect, right? If you watch the, um, what's it called? The, the little make, series. Making of or the behind the yeah, scenes kind I, of thing. They have that name for it, but I don't remember. It, for the season one, in particular season one, there's a lot of John Farrow being like, yeah, budget man, budget. Like, we did stuff like this because we were constrained by the budget. Like, they didn't actually throw money hand over fist at them because, I mean, if you think about, like, where they were positioned, like, timeline-wise, like, not everything Star Wars that Disney has done has lived up to their expectations, right? And, again, it was, like, a totally new era, like, a streaming show, you know, there's a lot to be tested there. But I think we're getting to the point now with maybe Kenobi and Andor and going forward where it's proven itself enough success that they're willing to. And I feel like it really shows on this show. It just 100%. looks great. It really, really does. Again, Obi-Wan looks great too, but I don't know. this. And it, obviously it's a trailer, right? So you cut together your best looking stuff. But it f- it really looks like Rogue One the movie. And you're just like watching it. It makes you feel like you're Rogue One. It really does. Like you you are Rebel Fighter, Rogue One. God. Man, it's good stuff. You've got that inevitable hoop to jump through, which like, you're just going to do whatever with. But, like, it's supposed to take place before, but it's also been five years since. And so they're all older, but they're supposed to be younger. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's Star man? Wars. That's like Star we said, Wars. going back and forward and you forward and back. You can't de-age Diego Luna a whole, for a whole show, can you? Or no. Force Whitaker, any of them. No. Also, Force Whitaker has the benefit of, like, they did so much to him in that movie. You can portray him at any of the multiple stages, right? So between The Clone Wars, Bad Batch, Jedi Fallen Order, Rebels, Rogue One. We have like this whole progression of him as he becomes more and more cyborgized. So you can like pick a point along that that chart there. And just put the appropriate number of cyborg parts in him. Exactly. And be like, and there he and is. So that'll that'll be enough distinction. We're like, oh no, he's clearly different because he's still got his hair and his, his arm. <laughs> yeah, his femur. He doesn't have that weird Darth Vader mask, so he's all right still. He's 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 a little more put together at this point. He's, he's not, not quite more machine so, than man. He's not quite so crazy. He's not yelling about lies quite yet. Deception. But that should be great. Like. So we, we didn't really talk about this, but like the general idea of the show, they've been claiming it's like a spy kind of vibe, which makes sense from what we've seen of Cassian, right? The mm-hmm. stuff he does on his own in Rogue One before he when he kills that guy. Yeah, I think that might be like the the vibe of this, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because Cassian's whole thing is that he's like, you know what, I am going to do this, Jin, because I've done a lot of stuff, and all my buddies here, we've all done a lot of stuff for the rebellion that we kind of regret. Like maybe shoot your informant in the back because his arm's broken and he can't climb the fence with you, right? <laughs> Like, that's pretty grim, yeah. right? I mean, it's a Star Wars. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? It's not Saw or whatever. I get it. But I don't know. It's a pretty grim moment for him to be like, hey, buddy, we're going to get out of it. Don't don't worry. Don't, sh- sh- and, then and then he, he leaves. Him for that. He leaves that man's body, his informant who helped him, right? Yeah. That's the kind of stuff we're getting into, hopefully. Now, the only thing I will say about that is, like, I have a slight bit of worry that they could go the way of Solo, right? Oh, no. Which is to say, as much as I enjoy Solo. I love Solo. It's I my second favorite. There's a little bit of a problem with Hanso's characterization because he's too good in that. Mm. Because what we have, right, is we have him, like, having this arc where he's like, you know what, I will do the right thing to help people, to help the rebellion for, like, the greater good here. It's not about me and my money. And then he goes back on it. But then somehow he comes get to the point. Yeah, exactly. Somehow he gets to, like, a new hope Han Solo who's like, I am a scoundrel, I'm just out for the money. And then he has to do that again where he's like, you know what, I will help the rebellion because it's the right thing. 
So it's like, and maybe that's because there was going to be a sequel, and now they're and never a trilogy. Kind of, yeah. Wasn't this was a trilogy. So that could be a side effect of that is that we were going to show more of that, or maybe if you wanted to just take it as it is, you could say, well, his betrayal by Kira at the end of that movie is what pushed him in that direction. But I, I'm just saying, like, I feel like they're gonna, I feel like they would have a hard time committing to and or being like a full on morally gray antihero for the duration of the show. But it's kind of what you need to have a full arc for him, mm. right? You're taking Rogue One into account, like for that to be, for that to work continuity wise. He can't like end this series, been like, you know what? I'm gonna be like the the, the ends don't justify the means. Like now he's got to be gung ho this whole way. Be like I gotta kill him for him just because I can. Exactly. He's got to be doing some devious stuff. He's got to be sniping Jin's dad, maybe like because that that's where he needs to be at. Is that yeah. frame of mind? He can't be at the end of like you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. For sure, there's two seasons apparently. Yeah. So. This is a. There's been a weird like again because it's all rumors and hearsay. The reporting on this has been weird, but we know we heard 14 episodes for the longest time, and then it was like two seasons, and then it was like maybe three seasons, and then it was well, is it two seasons of seven apiece or two seasons of 14? I don't know if we know. Yeah, I don't think we know for sure. I remember, I remember asking. I remember we brought that up one time. I was like, so is it two of seven or two of 14? Because it's mm-hmm. like 14 a season, 28. It's a lot for and for fucking Andor Calrissian. <laughs> Seems like a. I mean, I like the guy. And I like Rogue One, but fucking Obi Wan got six. I kind of agree. Twenty eight seems like a lot. So if you have a tight fourteen, which I think is a pretty solid number for like a whole complete narrative, I love a. I love 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 a show that is written from the ground up with a set number of seasons in mind, start to finish. I love coming in. I love when they're like, yeah, we're starting this project. Every script's written, right? We know exactly what we're doing. Um, so I think fourteen split twice. I think that works just as well mm. as as 14 two times, right? So yeah. I think, again, I don't know if we have any information specifically yet. Apparently this says that we do know that the first two episodes will be released together. Um, we know Tony Gilroy wrote the whole thing, which is good. He's like the showrunner and everything. He co-wrote Rogue One. So oh, shit. I think go. maybe that's another reason. It was like, not that John Favreau by any means isn't wasn't like a tried and true guy, but like Rogue One did really well for them, right? It's also like maybe the most universally loved movie they've done so far so it makes again it makes a lot of sense that they would throw their weight behind this maybe opposed to some other stuff um also the mandalorian also had that whole thing where john fever was like hey can i make a boba fett show and they're like no we're doing this movie with what's his name from fan four stick the guy who wrote and or directed that movie was going to do a uh, boba fett. fett movie and then that fell through so they're but then you know the the wheels had already been turning but so basically the Mandalorian was like his second choice for a show. It's just it's just got a weird kind of journey to it. That would yeah. make, that would contribute to all that. So mm. let me just real quick see if it is wild to think that uh, Din almost was just Boba Fett. I mean, here's the thing, right? If you know like Legends, and you know, I mean, obviously the Grogu thing is a whole another level. So it's it's hard to know at what step what elements were added, taken away, kind of thing. But a lot of Boba Fett or Din's arc is Boba Fett's from Legends, right? right? Where he has this journey where he's like, I'm not going to be a bounty hunter anymore. I'm going to lead my people. And he he unites Mandalore and all that. So those kind of elements are definitely, you can see the inspiration. Um, right. And like that's why people were kind of upset with the Book of Boba Fett that we got. Because it's like, man, Boba Fett could have been Din. Like, he's playing second fiddle to Din now, which is kind of the which, whole thing. You know what? I'm fine with. I kind of agree. Can't mind. Oh, this says Disney Plus reveals it. All right, you ready? Yep. Yeah. Okay. This is twelve episodes for season one and twelve for season two. So, oh, damn. So just a beefy ass show, man. Type twenty four, I guess. If they can keep that up for like, if as so long as they can, they did get the budget and everything they need to keep up the quality for twelve episodes. 
I'm all for it, man. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's Star Wars, so I'm all about it. We're going to love it regardless. But like I said, because they wrote it from start to finish before they even got rolling on it, right? Like, I would assume that's not filler. That's not just them treading water. Like, I would, I would assume, hopefully, that means they have the story they want to tell. I also, they said that season two is a time jump, right? Right, so right. season one is farther from Rogue One, and season two brings you much closer to the events of mm-hmm. Rogue One. So it might end so. with him getting to that planet, or wherever he is at the end. I mean, it could kind of dovetail right into it if they wanted to do. You know, they could do like like Rogue One does, right? Where it mm-hmm. dovetails right in. They could be like Cassian. You gotta go find this this new girl, and he's like, "Who's her? Her name's Jyn Erso." And then you and you do Star Wars. And here's Darth Vader. Oh God! But I don't know. Do we think like anyone else from Rogue One's gonna show up? None of the rest of the team can because that doesn't make yeah. sense. Besides Forrest Whitaker, I don't think so. Well, could we see Krennic? I mean, if there's a bunch of ISB dudes, where where is he, right? That's true. He would. Although be. he's not really ISB. It's a whole thing. But I mean, I guess that's the thing is we don't know if they're ISB or if they're engineers like Krennic is because mm. they wear white. We just know that they're all wearing white. But he has death. Like I said, that chick has death troopers. And technically, uh, according to the canon, um, death troopers were only assigned to en- engineers. Like those were that was Tark or not Tarkins. That was Krennic's like creation. He was like, I want these Death Trooper guys. I came up with a kind of idea for them. But then that's been muddled because Darth Vader has some now and Tarkins had them in the past and there's some in Rebels and stuff, so it really doesn't matter. The Death Troopers could be anyone's, I guess is what I'm actually saying. The Death Trooper can be anyone, really. That's a good message, I think. Yeah. You all can be Everyone can be a Death Trooper. <laughs> you can all be wet work elite soldiers for a the tyrannical same. fascist regime, if you want. The space Nazis. Everyone can work for But, the like, space the worst Nazis. of this. You're not just a normal, like, run-of-the-mill star you're, like you're, like, the best. You're, like, the Navy SEAL of the Nazis. And, and, what, a, <laughs> and what a great title to hold. Now, what are we thinking for trailer trash here, trailer cash oh, here? Oh, man. Because you were kind of rambling a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, It's going to be a long one again. What are we going to so do? So much for quick topics. What are you going to do, man? Well, I told you, there's some cool topics will be quick. Some topics will be long. This, this trailer trash. And it's Star long. Wars, so I'm going to drag out stars as long as I humanly can. I'm going to drag out Thor as long as I humanly can. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. I'll wield it like the a mighty sword. Wheels. Ole, okay. ole, oh, lord. So, trailer cash, I would definitely say, um, I like that big bell. Alex. Damn. No. Fuck. Damn. All right, I'll think of another one. I'll think of another one. I'll Actually, you one. can have the bell. I'll say no, the no. Death Troopers. No, I love no, the Death Troopers. You went first. You get the bell. I'll think of another one. Well, then you should say the Death Troopers. Someone's got to say the Death Troopers. No, they're good, though. Say the trash. Say your trash one, I think. Um... Trash would be would be maybe that there's no K2SO. No, that's really trash. I don't know. What do we do with this? This is just a thing we do. Uh, we locked ourselves into. It doesn't really matter. None of this really but matters. But, I mean, it's just good. Again, like, when we get a one that's r- truly good, we don't really have a lot of trash because yeah. it's just good. I think trailer cash, maybe Clone Wars stuff? Separatist yeah. stuff, maybe? Maybe Cassian was a separatist. Maybe, maybe Cassian was maybe a Cassian, Maybe Plo killed Cassian's family. Hoping for Plocoon coming back. I doubt they would use Plocoon in that capacity. Ah, yeah. Maybe he was ruthless. Oh, I actually had a different one. Well, too late. I meant to say that my trailer cash was the Senate. If I was editing, I'd take that out. But It's cool to see the Senate. It is cool. The Imperial Senate. Like, it's the same room, but it's just Imperial now. Ooh, Ooh, Nazis. And this is a couple years before they dissolve that shit, and they says, I'm not even going to pretend to (laughs) listen to you guys anymore. I think my trailer trash is um, no horses. I'm going to have James (laughs) Clydesdale show with no horses. How are we going to do that, ladies and gentlemen? God, I wonder if anyone thinks this bit is funny besides me. Because I like it. Because you don't like it's it. It's nonsense. I don't know if anyone would even know. We've probably never explained it but once. I Well, I always say it. I've, I've said it enough that it's... <laughs> it right. constitutes a bit, get maybe. Off, going. All right. Well, we'll move on to our secondary trailer trash, trailer cash, where we get our, finally, 
our first full trailer, probably the only full trailer if we're going to be honest, yeah. of Thor 4, Thor Love and Thunder. That's right. Uh, very good trailer, yeah. I think. Oh, definitely. But it's also a lot of the same. Well, yeah. That's. I thought this would be a quicker one just because we... I think we went pretty extensive in the last time we talked about the Thor teaser, so see see back to that. I would the I, big addition for this one is gore. Right? Gore, gore is the biggest addition. Uh, we finally get to see Christian Bale's gore. Spooky man, looks very spooky. Yeah, they did a good job. I like that people. A lot of people pointing out that he's very much the antithesis to all the god stuff because he's in just monochrome. There's a bunch of scenes where they're fighting him that's just black and white, and then all the gods are colorful. Everyone's very colorful in this one, and Christian Bale's doing a bit of acting. He's like going. He's committing. He's committing. If you were worried he wasn't going to commit to this silly superhero thing, then worry not any longer. He killed some gods. Because he'll do it. He loves it. He ravaged many pantheons. To he just th- likes acting, I guess. And being he a superhero. Right? He's got to like it. Apparently, I heard something. I don't know how true it is, but that when Gary Oldman was Winston Churchill and that, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, movie, I've heard this too. Where uh, he was like, oh, well, how'd you get that weight? And he was like, prosthetics. And he was like, oh. Did I tell you this story? I, no, I saw it on Reddit. Oh, okay. Maybe you also did. Who knows? Yeah, I, everything's been told a hundred times to me a hundred ways. He's like, Gary, you, you put on so much weight. How'd you do that so quick? And he's like, are you are you kidding? I, it's just a suit, man. <laughs> and he was like, oh, maybe I should stop destroying my body. It's a very fun, like, it's a very fun story. Big if true. Big if true. I like the idea that, like, the reason he went so is just he never even considered <laughs> that it was fake because it's acting. And he was like, movie. no, but it's real. I have to, if, it, if I don't believe it, who will? Which is good on him. I like to think that was like an eye-opening moment for both of them where Gary Oldman was just like, Fucking what? Like you're insane, Christian. Wait, wait, you were like legit about this the whole time? What are you talking about, man? <laughs> wait, you were for real on God? Like, you didn't you didn't even realize? <laughs> you didn't see anyone else put on prosthetics? I mean, like, to be fair, being like ripped and swole in a shirtless scene or being like absolutely emaciated in a shirtless thing is different than just being fat under a suit, but even still, what the hell's wrong with him? I mean because well, he did it for they put that fat suit on Chris Hemsworth and he was shirtless in Endgame. That's true. I'm saying being skinny is oh, harder to fake yeah, yeah. than being fat, gotta... especially under clothes. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get it on some level, but also you don't need to do that. Also, he got fat for Vice like five years ago. And I think that was maybe the what the context of the story was because he was like, wait, you actually got fat for Vice and I just got a suit for... <laughs> but whatever. The point is, Christian Bale, he does it. He does Love it. Him. He's great. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, people have been talking about his sword. Uh, it's like the all-killer necro sword or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Cool. Connected to is it? I was re- it's somehow connected to what's his name in the comics? Crawl, but yeah, King of the Symbiotes. Yeah, but hope not, because then we then we gotta do more Sony bullshit. I don't like. Yeah, I think he's a nothing character. A lot of people were like, "Yes, we're gonna do Crawl in the MCU confirmed," and some other people, some more reasonable folks, I think, because they agreed with me, had the same opinion I do, which is that Crawl's not a good villain. He's not really. He kills Sentry in his event. Yeah, I saw someone say that. I was like, "What do you mean he's not a good villain? He's so badass. He killed Sentry like it was nothing." I was like, "All right, that's that's absolutely Se- nothing. Sentry's nothing. That's a comic book. But that's just like that's just pure comic book nerd, isn't it? Yeah. Like, well, he's good because he's badass because he ripped a superhero in half. Nah, that's not actually anything. That hero's gonna be back in a month. And then people also argued like, well, Thanos wasn't interesting until the movies, so they could just bring in Kroll but make him interesting. Probably not. But just though. don't though. Just don't though. We've plenty that you haven't got to yet. You don't need to lose like this guy they invented like last year. Yeah, I. But uh, what else? Uh, I, I, like I said, it's a lot of it. Uh, the couple of just a couple of things I wanted to. One thing I did want to talk about because I remember when we were talking about uh, the teaser, we were like, well, maybe you know, uh, Jane uh, Thor's gonna be all you know still on with Jane, and clearly he does that scene. Where he's like, oh, it's been eight years, and he's counting on the days and months. Yeah, which, which also reveals that she was probably blipped because she doesn't. 
count the five years and he remembers them obviously but the one scene when he's like no i'm different than you go i got something to fight for and they're kind of holding hands a little bit i was like okay so the boys and girls are going to kiss at the end because we were yes. like maybe they won't they'll be adults i'm like no they're just going to kiss at the end yeah we had that exactly we if we were kind of debating back and forth because it's like is that where they're going or are they not it is called love and thunder i remember when it was announced and we were like when like some of the only stuff we had was like it's called thor love and thunder it's gonna have Thor. It's gonna have Jane Foster again. I was like, well, that seems pretty straightforward. They're gonna do. A, they're gonna do some kissing at the end. I also don't think it's bad though. I mean, we did kind of make fun of it. But like, no, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, do your movie, man. Yeah, it's Thor. It's Love and Thunder. Take away TD. He'll do it fine. Yeah, this definitely seems to suggest that that's what they're going for. Is that they are gonna get back together by the end, kind of deal. Well, maybe not. I mean, maybe it'll be a bait and switch. Maybe they'll be like, you know what, Thor? We should just be friends. Maybe we should just be Thunder. <laughs> and they went. I couldn't agree more. Let's be thunder instead of love. And then, all right, let's go kill Gordon. He's like, please kill me. You've cut off my, all my limbs. I'm bleeding out. You've, you've bound, pounded all my bones to dust with that they're, hammer of yours. God, <laughs> to shreds, you say. So uh, and Jane does that little attack with her hammer, which she breaks into pieces. That's, that's pretty fun. good. Yeah, that's very cool. Makes her unique. I like that. 100%. Throws goofy-ass helmet that he's wearing. Yeah, there's a couple scenes in particular in this trailer where it seems like they've CGI'd the helmets onto them, and it's either not finished or for whatever reason, I, I don't know. Just have more the helmets. Stuff like that doesn't doesn't do a lot for the old Marvel argument, right? Of like, oh, it's not too much CGI. You have a when they just like CGI a whole helmet. Apparently, it's because actual reflective things are, are hard to film. Yeah. So, but I don't know. You know, I just you, don't know. You probably could do just paint the helmet like white and then color put the color on it. So yeah, the shape like, is there. Put the color. I kind of agree. But apparently that's a common solution to that is like, no, it really is so hard to like, what's harder is to CGI a a, like fake shiny helmet on or to like go in and and CGI everyone out of the reflection. Like C-3PO. Like C-3PO, exactly. So I guess that makes sense. I guess they know what they're doing. So, but Thor also has a big goofy helmet that also seems CGI'd at one point. Yeah. But yeah, it is what it is. We get the gist of it. Oh, people of theorize. Let's talk about this just real quick. So, um... Korg is like, let me tell you a story about Thor. People are like, it kind of feels like he could be saying that after it's like he's eulogizing someone. Like you're telling a story about someone after they're dead. Oh, no. Right, do you get what I'm saying now? Yeah. You get that yeah. vibe? So people are like, is Thor going to die in this movie? Which, I mean, if I wouldn't have guessed that. I mean, he's getting God butchered. But, you know, everyone's everyone's on their way out. We talked about it recently. Like, Hemsworth is one of the last hangers on from that initial wave. Yeah. If he wanted to go out and, you know, this would be it, right? He'd be like, take it, write me out, boy. Send me home. I have heard that he was like, I'll just be Thor forever, though. Well, there we go. Let's hope not, then. Yeah. If, mean, he's, on, if he's one of those fellows, then good on him. Like, so let's not kill him. Because he's like, my, his accountant was like, don't stop doing this. <laughs> he was like, oh, very good. You're, you're making billions of dollars. His wife and children were like, please. We will just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just for college. The world's <laughs> getting real rough. We're going to need that money. And by college, I mean just to the point where we can buy ourselves a college. <laughs> we can start our own colleges. <laughs> He's got that workout app. That's kind of a school. That's true. Teach you how to be a workout. He's absolutely ginormous. He's giant. He's, he's, he's a, a, a massive mountain of a man. I also noticed in the trailer that and their fight with that Valkyrie is going to be in this movie a lot, which I think is fun because they have a fun dynamic um, with Thor. Because this kind of that means you get like two guys, two girls kind of dynamic. But who's going to be her? Who is she going to kiss at the end, Jack? It'd be Korg. He's not. She's not girl. Cork could be like, I was actually a woman the whole time. Like, that's a very Taika Waititi thing to do. To be like, actually, I was a woman. You know? If you're like, what, Cork? It's like, yeah, you never asked, though. I've been a woman the whole time. <laughs> that, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I I was like, nothing better than, I remember I saw some interview, Taika, he was like, I like this Cork character. Can I do rewrites? And Marvel's like, we don't give a shit. And then he's like, 
he's in a bunch of scenes. I'll play him. And they're like, oh, that's weird. When did he show up a bunch? <laughs> Let's talk about the elf in the room, though, Jack. At hey, Roger. At the there he is. <laughs> yes. Wave hi to Roger. Q elephant sound editor. At the end, Thor hangs dong. Yeah, he does hang dong. What do we think about this? The internet's ablaze. As you could, if you could, for one moment, imagine. I know it's hard to imagine, but if you could cast your mind and and picture a world in which people have discourse over everything, you there? I'd have a war about it. <laughs> Are you there, Jack? Hold on. Have you cast yourself? <laughs> Jack standing for the duration of the episode now. The war has begun. Put so in the, put in the wiki episode, listeners. People are people are discoursing over. Is it cool to make fun of naked man in a movie? The guy who's like naked against his will. I kind of see what they're saying to an extent. I'm not gonna lie. You can, but counterpoint. I do agree, but I think it depends on how I guess how Zeus, how he's like. I, I don't know. If he gets if he gets like come up, it's for if it's like no Zeus, that was really shitty. Don't do that. And then he gets it's god true. butchered. It's like no no he got god butchered, so it's fine. He got what he deserved. Because in the in the myth, all the head gods, Odin, Zeus, they're the worst fucking guys ever. That's true. They're shitty and all sexual assaulty or like stealing your eyes that's for actually, magic. That's very true. And that's making true. you marry each other. They're all about being evil, kind of. They're yeah. Zeus is pretty much just rapey in a lot of the myths. If we're being one hundred, so it's on brand, I guess. Yeah, and he's a is Russell Crowe doing like a Greek accent? I don't know what he's doing. Because I'm like, what voice is that, Russell Crowe? You're an Australian man. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like Thor, where anyone who's being a godly, anyone who's being in a movie where you're being Roman or Greek. I mean, what did Russell Crowe do in Gladiator, right? A vaguely British thing, kind yeah. of? <laughs> you would. just do that. Any any ancient people in a movie, you just pretend to be kind of British. Yeah. Well, like, you just put it on something. Because no one does a Latin accent. What does that sound like? Kind of Italian, I think. Ma- yeah, maybe. It would be. Kind of. It'd be Probably. like, scusi. <laughs> It'd be like Jared Leto in the House of Gucci. <laughs> What a movie that been. Also, Ridley Scott. Look at that. Everything's a circle, man. That was you did not make a circle. <laughs> it was like an oval, but yeah. you get the gist. Everything's one big oval. I get what you're saying, Jack. As long as as long as he gets his his payback for it. But I don't know. There's something to that. I mean, it's not necessarily that deep, but there's a little something of like sexual assault on men played for laughs. Yeah, I don't know. I just big... thought it was worth pointing out. I, I mean, so. like not to be this guy, and this obviously isn't applicable 100, percent but it's like, what if it was a woman, right? And there was a scene in a movie where they blew Scarlett Johansson's clothes off, and all the men were like, "Humana, humana, ooga, ooga," and they're hanging their heads with the hands. Their eyes are popping out, and they all faint because of how excited they are. You'd be like, mm, "This is cool," but you're, I don't know. You'd be like, uh, oh, "What's his name?" I can't remember. Some what, that guy made Firefly. Oh, oh, oh my God! What is this? Josh Whedon? Yeah, you'd kind of be like Josh Whedon, wouldn't you? Josh Whedon, why'd you do that, Josh Whedon? He goes, "No, I made him speak Mandarin. That's good, right?" I guess, I guess, but your show got canceled, so what the fuck do you know? I mean, I, so I don't know what that is. I, mean, I don't know if that's anything, but maybe, maybe it's something, maybe. Eh? Maybe, yeah. I mean, I feel, I was going to say, maybe they'll just, maybe it'll just be a fake guy for the trailer and just be wearing pants in the movie. Well, that was, okay, that was the thing people were joking. I don't think he'll actually hang dong, but do you think you will see uncensored Chris Hemsworth ass cheeks? I think it's possible. I mean, they put it in Halo, man. They could do this. Yeah. I mean, also, the obviously, the other side of it, I'm sure they didn't do it against Chris Hemsworth's will. For all we know, he was like, It'd be fun, could, you put it, could you put a shirtless scene in this one? A classic Marvel shirtless scene in I'm this one for me? I'm massive. I, I want, can you, uh, frankly, shirtless isn't enough. Show as much of my body as you legally can, please, because I'm huge. <laughs> well, being PG-13. And again, I don't know if that makes it better or okay, just because Chris Hemsworth was like, I personally am okay with it, but it is what it is. 
Yeah, we'll have to see when the movie comes out. Also, his friends even are like, we'll just let this play out. It's, I don't know, it's, it is kind of weird in a lot of ways when you really get down yeah. to the brass tacks of it. Because, it, like you said, it'd be weird if during the first Avengers, Trevor Hanson's clothes were blown off by Loki and, and Iron Man was like, oh, <laughs> maybe we'll just nurse. let this one play out a little bit. Am I right? Hello, nurse. <laughs> and for sure, I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mark Ruffalo's like, Sh- so should we step in at this stage? And she's, he's like, well, maybe we'll just stick around for the show if you know what i mean he's like he's like what are you some kind of virgin genius <laughs> dr <laughs> yeah, virgin over so. here <laughs> but whatever it is what it is it's gonna be a film and we'll see it won't we god and it's less than a month away We're my trailer cash is is score finally my trailer cash is him i forgot way to do that my trailer trash was gonna be um sexual assault on men yeah i'm with him sure let's do that one. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was actually gonna say still no what's his name Horseman. what's he called you fucking What's took it. it you took mine. You took Better Ray Bill from me. You uh, you can have that one too. Oh, you already said it. I won't take two in a row. Fine. No, 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 no. I'll All cut right. it out. You can say it. Say right, it, Jack. No, say, okay. Well, my <laughs> my trailer actually trash is no Better Ray Bill yet. There it is, buddy. Gotta get him in. And what's my trailer cash? Ah, dude. Um, I'd say the cool black and white sequences. Those seem interesting. There you go. I had something real for for no trailer cat or trash, but I don't remember what it was. And Russell so, Crowe's accent. Probably. Maybe it was making Chris Hemsworth naked. Now that I think about it. It was something I was trying to be funny. I try sometimes, you know? We both try. All right. So let's let's keep going because we're, we're really. Um, the boys. No, I was going to say oh. Final Trailer Trash for the Cash, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, Teaser Trailer. Um, This one we can be very quick with, I think, because it's, it's really almost nothing. It's yeah. a very light teaser, which is what I would like. Especially because, as it turns out, this movie doesn't come out until next July, which. I thought they were working. I don't know. I mean, he's been working on this movie for like. And during COVID, he yeah, had that big thing where there was he that yelled. Whole thing. That was like early last year, right? Yeah. So it's weird that it's. I don't know. I don't know how films work, but whatever. Fine. It's a nebulous concept. Take as long as you need, but I don't like. Why would you put a trailer out this early? Over a year in advance? I thought we were past that. Probably because of Maverick. God. So, like, he needs to market his thing with his other thing? Yeah. Is that anything, though? Is that really? He's Tom Cruise. It's kind of crazy. It's true. It's true. So, I love Mission Impossible. We've talked about it briefly because you said you like it better than James Bond. 100%. I love them equally, like children. Um, I love them more realistically like children, where I kind of hate uh, you, one. You definitely have a favorite. No, that's probably real. I like them both more than you, though. I'm going to say that now. That's fine. I've not I'm even seen Elimination Impossible. No, you wouldn't have. Wouldn't I've you? seen more of the... I've, I've seen, seen them all. I think I've seen four onward. Wait. Which okay. one's Ghost no, Those Protocol. are the best ones. Um, so yeah. Ghost Protocol yeah. 4? Yeah. Then I've seen yeah. four onward. Those are the best ones, I say. People like three. I think it's... I've seen the first part of one where all his uh, friends die. It's good. I mean, put the gum on the fish tank and it blows I up. I think it, Fallout's incredible, but I also think Fallout's kind of like... I, no, I don't think I don't think this movie will be bad by any means, but I think Fallout is like a perfect storm of like... It's far enough away where they brought back some of the stuff. To me, it was just like a big nostalgia trip in a lot of ways. I was like, they did the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Which obviously is not like a surefire thing to build a movie around, but for it this worked. it worked for me personally. Because they did the mask thing that they hadn't done a lot in the recent ones. They did the fake room thing they hadn't done a lot. Like, they did the explodey message. Love it. I love it all. I love the spy crafty stuff. They leaned into that one. But also the big stunts. Tom Cruise jumped out of an airplane for real. Excellent. It's incredible. incredible. He, it's hung, perfect... he hung onto that big ball. Yes. To me, it's the perfect storm of, like, what made the old ones interesting, what the series has become, right, with the whole, like, the crazy stunts and everything. Great. I also recognize why you can't just do that again, and it wouldn't be the same, right? Because, mm-hmm. well, we did in the last movie, right? I won't I won't have that big nostalgia hit of like, ah, oh, they're doing the old stuff again. It'll still be cool, but it's just not the same. So, 
But we know these are going to be like the last two, presumably, or at least with Cruz involved, because he's he's honestly he's getting old. He's gonna die. <laughs> he can't do these forever. No, not at all. Especially because he seems to ump the ante every time. He's right? just gonna kill himself on one of these. Honestly, sixty-two whatever year old Tom Cruise would have an easier time doing Mission Impossible One than he would do, which is ironic because they get harder as he gets older. It's yeah. crazy, but it looks good. It looks like Mission Impossible. Yeah, there's literally almost nothing. It's just shots. Yeah. So Simon Pegg's back. Haley Atwell's in it. We knew that. What's her name is in it. The other guy's in it too. Yep, he's still in it. What's he's riding name? a horse to the desert. Nice. He is. There's a horse in a desert. I'll get their name so I don't feel like an idiot. But there's not really much to this, right? No, not at all. My trailer cash was going to be he drives a helicopter or a motorcycle off a cliff, which was leaked like months ago when they were filming. Maybe I'll bring it up for you real quick. But you could see it, right? Like there was a, um, it got leaked basically. Someone took a video of it on this set of him driving off a big ramp over a cliff and then pulling a parachute. It's the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen. It feels like, I don't know, it's just amazing. It's real cool, man. Like, that's such oh, yeah. a movie video game moment to do, right? That's right. some GTA Five shit. It's like, fly a helicopter off a mountain and then, like, pull the chute and everything. Oh, man. Jump out, pull the chute, get shot down by a rocket launcher. That's GTA right. Five experience. My trailer trash was going to be that no one rips the face off and reveals that they're a different person, so. That's pretty. Uh, my trailer cash, horse in the desert, that's always fun. Horse with no name, but it felt like it good to get out of the rain and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, trailer trash, whole year, kind of weird place to put a trailer. Very weird, right? Doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, so Luther is Ving Rhames, of course. Oh, and, right. Um, Ilsa is Rebecca Ferguson. Very and they're good. back. Also, it seems maybe that the villain from the last two is returning, right? Sean Harris, who is Solomon uh, Lane in the last two of them? Yeah, it seemed like it. Right? Let me just double check on that. But it, well, about- we hear his voice, at least, so... I guess take that what you will. Um, I don't know. This says maybe not. So I don't know. Who's to say? It might. They might have just been using voiceover for voiceover sake. So I think we'd zip out of that one, right? Uh, I quick. think so. Like I said, they, I mean, this is quite an advance. So I just wanted to mention it because I like Mission Impossible. I like it too. Big fan. All right, let's do Westworld season two. So um, we're we're doing a big rewatch because season we're, we're doing four a, well. Is you're doing a rewatch. I'm doing a watch. True. So. What did you think of season two, Jack? You were a little iffy on it last week. In general thoughts, and then we'll get into some specifics. Um, I definitely, I don't know. I, I know, I know. You said you had hesitations. I don't think it was that much. I didn't enjoy it less, that much less than season one. But I wasn't crazy about season one. Um, I've definitely, you know, last week I was pretty like they're robots, and you know, I was doing that for more for a little bit, a little bit for a bit. Maybe overplayed a little too much. Um. I think they're just kind of they're pretty they're they're fine. I don't have any crazy emotions about them. Uh, I definitely think that this one maybe is less interesting in some ways because I'm, they're not introducing me to anything new. Like they're they're not they're just building on what they've already. It's not like oh they're all robots and they're building on they're not building as end grand concept. They're just building on things they've already done. So it's a little more familiar. Obviously they're they're making new mm-hmm. things like the door and yeah uh, the native guys and stuff, but nothing like. They're just building on concepts like that's true. the maze. They're just doing the maze a bunch. I'm like, okay, I know the maze. So that that's kind of well, yeah. So this is season two. They they do subtitle it the door. Um, at least I guess internally. I don't know where you read that. I was gonna say I don't know. Someone where told you, you even tell. It says that on the wiki. You so. were whisper- in a dream went <gasps> the door. <laughs> um, season one is the maze. Season two is the door. Um, I I agree with a lot of what you said. So, and I think maybe because I did kind of forewarn you that people don't like this as much, but I feel like. 
I, I agree with you, basically. Watching it again for myself, this is probably the, this is either the third or fourth time I've seen the season. I was like, it really isn't that much worse. I do think that, like, the the weird jumbled time thing is a little... It can be a little grating maybe at times, but it also wasn't as pronounced as I remember. I didn't really notice it. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a lot, but it really only... It didn't, jump, it didn't seem to jump that much for me. I feel like the first se- the first episode is maybe the worst of it. Yeah, I would definitely agree. So, and, like... And here's the other thing for me about that that whole conceit, right? Is I think it's done well. Like, I think there's a lot of ways to do, like, we're doing Pulp Fiction, right? We're doing Memento. We're, it's out of order. Isn't that quirky and weird? But that doesn't automatically make it good. And I think that's a mistake you can make. But I think it's done in an interesting way in this. Mm-hmm. It, I really think it is with the two Bernard timelines of, like, the way they converge and, like, okay, he's at the same spot in the past and the present, right? Yeah. Or... Like we we get stuff in the future and then we see, or the present whatever and then we see it in the past stuff like that just the there's some interesting stuff at play there where I don't think it's that big of a negative really especially I'm sure I have the benefit of having seen it a few times before as well um, but yeah I would argue there's there is maybe overall a little less strong but I still think there's a lot to love in this season and I think maybe part of that is that season three I think is universally accepted to be the the weakest. Um, and so maybe people, myself included, have softened on this one in retrospect of like, well, maybe it's not quite the height of season one, but there's no season three. Kind of, right? Also, this has the highest rated episode, a universally accepted best episode of the series, even still. The right? eighth one, right? Yeah. Episode eight of this season. Um, Kixia, maybe? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think that's how you pronounce it. So let's get into some specifics. So we got the same main cast, really, right? Everybody's kind of sticking around. So we got Dolores, right? At the end of last season, she broke free of her her um, loop. loop. She's found her maze and all that. And her thing is she's ready to take the fight to the humans, right? She fucking hates them. She's angry. She's got Wyatt up in her now, and she's she's mad, and she wants to do something she's about it. She's the right? death bringer. She's the death bringer. She's Wyatt. She's all of it. And so she wants to get to the forge. Or the Valley Beyond. There's kind of all these different... It unravels as the season goes, right? Because she believes there's something in there that'll help her, right? We also have Maeve, whose big thing at first is just to find her daughter. And as it evolves, right? Her thing is that she also wants to get to the Forge slash Valley Beyond because she thinks it's good. right? She kind of And she joins up with Akechita and the Ghost Nation and all that. We have Bernard, who's more or less for most of the season along for the ride, right? Yeah, he's kind of just like, ooh, what's he's happening He's kind of a to passenger. Me? He still is working on his agency, and I talked to you um, before we started recording here, right? But this season definitely puts some of the other stuff from season one into a different kind of perspective. Yeah. And you realize, okay, Bernard wasn't quite there yet. Maybe even Maeve wasn't. Or I think you could definitely argue one or the other, but we see a lot of the hosts really fully deal with it. And I also think there's something to be, like, gleamed from that of, well... Nothing like this is ever just like a singular switch, right? Yeah. It's like a journey. It's a moment, right? Not a moment. The opposite of that. Like it's it's a journey that you like go across, right? Yeah. It's up and down. It's like being a Jedi or some shit, right? There's peaks and valleys, and it's never just. It's not linearly all the way up, right? You know, even if you're Luke, some Skywalker, sometimes you make mistakes and you stumble. And yeah, all. you become a great Jedi. Such. And that's consciousness, maybe, and free will, kind of, right? So the and big the theme of this one perhaps. is that the big theme of season one, right, was consciousness and what that entails and how you get that the big thing with season two is free will yeah choices yeah and like even though it is about whatever robots blah blah blah, you know if you want to take it in a larger sense right it's about everyone right do we really have free will and they even get into that directly in this but like what is free will how do you exert it right 
you know, even in, in if you live in a, if you allow me, Jack, if you live in a society, how much free will can you actually exert at any given time? Even though you have it, practically speaking, what does that mean and stuff? So they get into it with everyone. Everyone's messing with free will. We're taken and we're given free will. It's it's a whole thing, right? Yeah. Maeve has that journey a few times, right? So she has in basically the the Ronin or not Ronin world, the Shogun world, right? Which I think is a great episode. I told you last week, right? There's like two standard episodes. That was one of them for me. Akane no Mai. And then, like you said, Kiksuya, the eighth episode. Also, I kind of forgot, but episode three, um, the Sphinx. Riddle of the Sphinx, yeah, I really. think is a top one as well. She's got some interesting stuff in there. But in that one, they spend like over half that episode in Shogun World just with Maeve stuff. I think it's just fun, just like visually, the change of pace. It's just interesting, even though not all of it is like massively important for the plot, right? Yeah. It's just cool, man. There's ninjas, there's yeah. samurai, there's a sword of, fight. A little bit of Ronin and stuff. What do you think about the... um? They're copying storylines, right? I I did think that was kind of fun. When she's like, the moment where he's like, that's the whoever's horse, and he's like, it's his thing too, which is like the moment where he's like, that's the marshal's horse and his, and his rifle. Yeah, it's good, right? Mm. That guy's just Shogun Hector. Akane is Shogun World. Maeve. Maeve. Um, the, dra- the dragon tattoo lady is snake tattoo lady. His armistice, yeah. yeah. I like how uh, the thing was funny when she's like, hey, let me free. She's like, don't let me regret this. Instantly went free them all and kidnappers like well I think I regret it immediately. Uh, I think I don't know. And like uh, I had a thought about when uh, Maeve's like you just copied her storylines, but I want to be like that's just kind of life though. <laughs> a, a, there's a bandit and he wants to rob somebody. It feels like it would just happen. Hey, it's pretty everybody. on the nose though. Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously in this scenario he just like well yeah I just I just changed all the names around and twi- <laughs> and made them have arrows instead of guns. Yeah. but you know that could just be that's just kind of how life is. I guess let's talk about him a little bit. For that story guy? Reply. Yeah, Sizemore. So he's along with her the whole time. That's what he gets up to this season. And he's yeah. got a bit of an arc where he's like, maybe they aren't robots. So he's you. That's what, what I'm saying because he's your guy. Because the whole season, right? For the first half of this season, he's like, you're robots. What? Like, he, he was over my and over guy. again. He's like, how are they breaking from their programming? And it's like, bro, come on, get on board with it at this point, right? He's my guy. At some point. Because every episode, he's like, but... But how have they broken from the programming? I agree with that one. You're right. You're absolutely correct. He's like, Maven Hector, you guys are supposed to be loners, but you're kissing. Why are you kissing? And Ew, they're like, the, no marriage even? Ew. And they're like, dumbass. The storylines don't work. Like, no, we're alive, idiot. Remember? And he's like, oh, man, I don't even get it. And then he dies. Yeah. And uh, what do you think of that? Do you have a compelling arc where he's like, Maves, you were alive. I was wrong. You're alive. I'm going to help you. It was, a, it was very good. It was a complete art. It was good. I had a good completion. And at the end, it. he writes, he, he recites his the speech he wrote. That was pretty good. Which, like, what else are you going to do, right? I, it's not my guy anymore, though. I must admit, I must abandon him to the <laughs> sands. He was my guy, and then I lost him. His arc was good, but... But yeah. she, what I was getting at, is it's all over the place, my gosh. But in that... Isn't everything we're doing? That's right. In that episode, right, she has a moment where she's like, hey, Akane, do you want to be, like, conscious? And Akane's like, no, probably not. And she lets her, right? She's yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to let you make that choice for yourself. And then she kind of arrived there, right? She has that journey where she's her pseudo-daughter gets killed, and then she's like, you know what? Maybe I will be alive. But then she stays anyways. So, like, who's to say, right? Does that mean they were still in their loops, or did they just exercise their free will? I don't know, man. That's kind of the question. Like, there's interesting stuff like that. Which one is Angela's question? So many metaphors. I'm getting lost. We got William. He's just he just goes off the fucking rails. He's not really doing much of anything again, which is kind of on board. But I I would say the most interesting William stuff is flashback past stuff. flashback stuff. So in the time, actual thing, he's just like, yes, this is what I wanted. It's all for me. And everyone keeps telling him like, bro, 
this isn't for you. You're just crazy. We have to just get out. This Namely, is, his his daughter is introduced. Yeah, so this, this, Emily is one of the actual new characters introduced this season. Yeah, she's she's in the Raj partying up, and then when, when the when it all goes when to the, shit. when Order sixty six occurs, <laughs> and she's like, "Ganju, no, Ganju, wait!" Ganju, and blasts his brains out, and then the tiger's like, "Hey!" She, he kills that guy from Grey's Anatomy, and right. then she has to kill a tiger. She falls in the water, and then she washes up on Westworld, and she's like, "Here I am." I didn't think there were. I didn't think they overlapped like that. Well, they do because well, Shogun they, World as well. Well, I know they do. I just, I just thought they were like I more separated. I thought there was like this is the one park and then this is the other park. It wasn't just like you could just kind of walk. Literally, you could just I walk kind of to them all if you really wanted to. Surely there'd be things in place when the park was functional to prevent that. Also, water is one thing. Like, it, it, I could envision a big like circle almost where they all share the same body of water on like a coast. But yeah, also, I mean, how do you sh- how do you wash up like that? Is that ever believable? How do people wash up without drowning in things? They uh, hold their breath. Yeah, but then you like pass it because it's always like, oh, I've awoken. I'm on this beach. It's like, why didn't you drown? Man? Well, because what happens is I actually, you know, at the end of this, uh, they like are come to and they walk ashore and they trip and fall on a rock and they go, oh, they, they pass out and they go, oh, what happened? Where am I? And then they've washed ashore. I see. Right. They just don't remember. They don't remember. To shore. They don't we'll remember see. going. Very good. Or the dolphin that carried them all the way. They go, goodbye, flipper. But, um, and then, okay, that's all of them. So they all come to a big head at the end, basically. They do. It's one of those where... Well, do you want... Okay. Oh, gosh. Let's talk about the real of the Sphinx a little. So that episode introduces this concept that the reason William was introduced in the park, or interested, so interested in the park and invested in it, is that he got in his head the idea that, what if we use hosts... To make your people immortal. To bring people back to life. Because if we just give you essentially a robot body, but we put your actual mind in it, it you live forever. And then he found out, it doesn't really work. It probably won't work. But, but, that but maybe, maybe it does at the end of the season? So it starts with his father-in-law, Del- James Delos, the guy who actually has all the money. He's the other, he was one of the other big new introductions this season, right? And they, they have this whole thing where they've mapped out his whole brain. Seemingly, in a big part of that is they have them this observation study for an extended period of time. And then William comes in and he's like, let's do a test to test fidelity. And all the versions we see are, every one of them is actually just, a test for a host, right? We never actually see the version that is was real James Delos doing it. But so for all we know, that wasn't even part of it in the real world. They yeah. didn't actually do that observation thing. It's constructed for this. But they did mean that they have this conversation that they already did. So the idea is if we try to do this same conversation, if we get the same answers out of you, then you're accurate. You're him. And they get pretty close a lot of the times. But then he stumbles. But the the yeah, the conclusion they come to is that they always degrade. There's no way to like prolong them indefinitely mm-hmm. the most they can get out of it is like what do they get to 37 days that's like the highest they get right before you just yeah he calls it like a cognitive plateau yeah. and it's like clear that he stops trying and that stops trying but like because the first two times we see it he's like young william he's young from william. season one and then the last time he goes he's like man in black old william. ed harris william. yeah ed harris and he's like i didn't make it he's like no like You've been done. You've been gone a long time. A lot of stuff has happened. Kind of gave up on you because, and he, and instead of just like playing out the thing, he's just like your brother's dead, your son's dead, your daughter's dead. Um, and so I can try run everything. The park's probably gonna go up in flames eventually, and you're never gonna come back because your mind literally cannot handle being a robot. So, and it clearly gets to a point, right, where it's like, what's even the point mm-hmm. in bringing him back? Even if they could succeed, what world is there for him? 
Yeah. Right? It's all gone. He doesn't have his company. Like, that's Williams now, right? Again, yeah, his wife, his children are all dead. What is he? Like, he's taken so long that he has no place, even if they could bring him back. And then it seems like right, maybe right before the events of season one is when that last scene happens. And he's like, you know what? Don't kill him right away. Just observe the decay. Just leave him for whatever reason. Because then they stumble upon him in the in like the present day events of this yeah. season. And he's in his little observation thing. And then we get they get deeper into that by the end, right? So when they visit the, it turns out that the forge is the place where they do these tests and everything, right? It was a secret place that William had built in the park, like separate from. Um, Ford and everything, stuff. and it's also where they have a massive store of all this data. So basically, the the whole thing, and this is alluded to right in in season one as well, is that there's all this data that they want. And it's like, what is it? And it turns out that the data is the guests. Is that they've had chips in the hats, <laughs> and so your hat is scanning your brain the whole time. And initially, he presents it as like this will be for advertising, right? Because he's like, hey, Delos, how much money do you spend on advertising? What if you didn't have to spend any of that? Because we literally have people's fucking thoughts that we've stolen from them, right? Yeah. Um, and then maybe it'll go on to be other things. And obviously part of it is that he's like, also, maybe we can use it to bring people back from the dead and make them a robot. Make them immortal. Immortal. But so that's in there. And they they go in there. They do a classic, like, we're in the computer. Bernard and Dolores do at the end, right? Oh, yeah. And Logan is the one who gives them the tour because he's like, it's me. I'm Logan. But I'm just the computer. Don't on, worry about it. On the program. And we get all the Logan stuff which i think is interesting in this right as much of a son of a bitch as logan is in season one i think there's some interesting stuff for them here right we learn that after his time in the park he becomes well well let's just see a little bit in episode eight as well episode eight yeah he's in episode eight remember what's he doing in that one the guy finds him in the uh, naked in the oh, desert well they, no he's in a lot of stuff though but like oh, there's right. there, in the beginning of season two or episode two he we see when they pitched the park to him for the first time and that's right, what got yeah. him to invest because they're like that's a fun scene right where they're like, it's a room. Pick who the host is. And then they were all hosts. They're that all, was good, right? They were all a host. Did you see that coming? Did you? Uh, no, not really. I don't think it got uh, me either. I was like, well, because I think my thought was like, it's Angela. Because I recognize Angela. And I was like, well, she's the host, right? Mm. They were all hosts. All this whole time. <laughs> and that's a fun moment, too, because that's supposed to be, what, 2021 or whatever? <laughs> it's supposed to be right, like, last year. Probably. So I think it's good that they, they saw the writing on the wall. Because, the, I mean, this was a couple years before that. But they were like. They they hung the lamp light what is it lampshade hung, hung the lampshade on it where they were like he has a moment where he's like but no one's near this no one can do th- we're not near this we're decades away from this even still no one can do it and they're like well we can so even the show even addresses like yeah this is probably far fetched but they're doing it Ford got it because he's a genius or something and then we also see in I think episode three when they're at um Dallas's retirement party Logan's just at the beach shooting up oh yeah and like you said we see in season episode eight. That Akechita finds him in the desert after William leaves him there and is like, what the hell, man? What are you doing? You all right? You're crazy. And so Here's basically because of what William did to him, he has like a mental break and becomes a, just a full-blown addict. And we learn that Delos's cornerstone, right? His thing, which is interesting because that's a concept that they've only previously attributed to Hosts. hosts, but they're like, nah, humans have one too. Well, because they have that line, right? Where they're like, turns out humans are even more simple, we, we've decided. Right. They're not nearly as complex as hosts, which is interesting. And that's like a fun idea it's internally. Like, I feel like they do a lot of time, though. I feel like it's just like, is Isn't it? I was like, okay, yeah, they did the thing where it's like humans are just, uh, they're always. Uh, yeah, but you know, you got to do it, right? Yeah. But I, I wasn't, imp- I, was, I wasn't like, wow, they got me. I was like, yeah, I've seen every other robot thing. <laughs> I've seen a- Blade Runner. <laughs> that's a good scene, though, right? They're right in the books. The cornerstone like, scene. Yeah, the cornerstone scene. Where we see it play out and Logan's like dead. 
I want help. And he's like, you said that last time, you cheeky cunt. No. Fuck you, Logan. You're, you're dead to me. And he's like, Dad, please. And he's like, go home, Logan. Get out of here. I'll, I'll tell the cleaning staff to get rid of you like you're dirty laundry. And he's like, Dad, come on, please. please and he's please. like, you said that last time. Get out the fuck out of here. I think that's a, that's like a good, a well done scene. Yeah. By the two of them. Because he's like, he's like, you remember how you used to throw me in the, when you taught me to swim, you just threw me in the water and made me <laughs> swim or drown, basically. You wouldn't let me out until I touched the bottom. And he's like, that's what me dad did to me, and I didn't turn into a fucking junkie, did I? And he's like, dad, please. I wasn't in a robot park. You weren't in a robot dad. park either, dad. Come on now. And he's got that line, which is cool because we get that line in episode eight, but we hear him, we hear Delos say it, the host Delos say it in episode three, right? The, um... He's like, I'm at the bottom now, Dad. I can see up. I can see the bottom. That's another one I was like. Or he's like, I'm all the way down now, Dad. I can see the bottom. Don't you want to see what I see? Mm-hmm. And, and then we have Delos say that earlier, but actually, you know, later. later. Time stuff. Time. I think it's a good moment. And he's just like, nope, see ya. I, I was talking about that. I thought that was, that line isn't bad, but I was like, kind of a little dumb only because he's like, actually, it's just the devil. Well, here's the thing about the devil, fella. You need them both. You gotta have them both. What's just the devil? When he's like, when the when Crazy Dells is like Bernard, and he didn't say Bernard. He's like, the, I've looked down the bottom. There's no God. It's just the devil and his reflection looking back oh. at you. And I'm like, well, no, that's a different line, but yeah, I did. I thought it's, that was a good one. That's probably Shakespeare or something. It definitely is. They're all doing Shakespeare. What's wrong with that line? Well, I just feel like you, he's like, there's no God. It's just the devil. It's like well, it was just you need you need them both, a yin yang kind of thing. When do you though? I mean, not I, if you don't believe in. I guess if you're a robot man, crazy robot man, fair enough. I, mean, I get what you're saying, but there can be there can't be light without darkness or whatever. Yeah, I mean I get what you're thing. saying, but no, at the same robots. time, I mean it's just a metaphor or whatever. It's a little, it's an abstract concept. Well, what the is point is there is no God, Jake. That's all he's getting at. They're always so when we looked at. up, we just saw that we saw the devil reflecting. When we looked up, we just saw a big funhouse going, "Hey!" <laughs> but I do, I don't know. I mean, there's not much to, but I do like the whole. I'm at the bottom. I, I can see the bottom now. Don't you want to see what I see? And he's just like, get out. And that stuck with him for the rest of his life because it was a shitty thing to do. And every time you run it, died. it's always back there. And they're just reading all the books. He's like, that was interesting, right? Again, the free will thing. Because they're like, yeah, we ran all the simulations of how their lives could go, no matter what it ended here. So, like, man, is free will a thing or what, Jack? Probably. I don't so know. So, this thing's all dealing with. Dolores has that, right? Because she's like, Teddy. I'm going to make you fucking... A monster. I I was hoping you'd just come around to it, but you're not. So I'm gonna, you're too good. I'm just going to make you a machine for me to fight in this war. Yeah, I did, I did like that that uh, cow story scene when he's like, well, you got to you put him in the barn. You protect him. He's like, nope. Uh, we just burned him alive. Or killed him and burned them. All the and sick the and strong the survive. That's... And Teddy's like, uh-oh, wait a minute. It's interesting, too, because it's like, that's not real, right? Right. And that's it's very cool to see in these hosts because and I guess to get a little constant you know whenever with it, yeah. but like that's what humans are right we're all just a combination of backstories in a lot of ways I know you got up you got mad at me last time when I said that because I was like well we all we're all kind of just hosts too but there's something to that because you want to be like well that's interesting because Dolores has like internalized that and that's yeah. part of her identity in this story and it's it's affecting her worldview and all this but that's just a story someone wrote for her right mm. her dad never had cows that were real or like if they did the, that was that was a story that was written for them right right yeah but i mean i don't know it's affected her view so like why not it may as well be real right that's just interesting to think about i don't know there's a lot of that of like these hosts that's the balance of it right it's mm. like they're still in some ways beholden to their loops but like again that's the point is like aren't we all kind of beholden to some loops Society and all that. Society and all that. And, like, again, how much free will do any of us really have, if we're being honest, right? 
I, they probably they say that at one point, right? It's an illusion or whatever. It's all it's all it's concept. all an illusion. But so I guess the culmination of it is that um, everyone's getting to the to the forge, right? The door. They so William William kills his daughter because he's convinced she's a host, and she kills. She's not. Actually, that's interesting. So what do we think of that? We get so we we learned last season that his wife killed herself. Yeah. We learned why because he he just admitted that he's a monster. We didn't admit necessarily to her, but he, he just she like, got his profile. Well, that well that's what makes him her look for it. I think right. That's what causes him him being like, yeah, I think I'm just kind of fucked. See ya. And he thinks, and then she's like, well, like, look at this book. He what he put in here. And then she's like, oh my god, mm-hmm. he fucked that robot when we were dating. What the shit? Yeah, she reads the she she gets his guest file. And they have it like broken down of like they say he's like paranoid, he's like whatever they say. They have like all these these like personality types laid out for him that they break down the guests into and they're like, This is like a point zero 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 one percent occurring. He's he's fucked, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's crazy. And then she gets all that and she's like, Oh good lord. Might as well just get out of here. She kills herself and then her daughter the daughter also gets it and she sees it too. And then his whole thing is like, Well, sh- my daughter wouldn't know about that Ford. You played your hand. But then it turns out she just did because he fucking murders her, and then it's in her hand, and he's like, "Oh." I thought he was gonna flip over the device that says she's not a um a host. It was yeah, but it was the card. Well, it's the card because he was just like, "I have it, prove mm-hmm. that I'm not," and because he doesn't show it because it shows him, but not her. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, "I'll kill all these guards too." But yeah, it's clear he's he's just fully descended into like paranoid delusion at that point because yeah, he's like, "These guys are also hosts." Like, bro, you're crazy. Yeah, like oh. insane. <laughs> Cause he like I guess he never saw Ford get killed, but because he was off smoking or yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he was like, "Oh, it must be Ford." The game, my game, like, dude. So then, give it up. He meets there too. Um, the uh, Hale and the whole and all the like the park people are like, "We're here too. We're gonna shut it all down because we need those hosts because they're RIP. We need Abernathy, Kachta, and Maeve are like, "We're gonna get through the door so we can go live in the Val Beyond, which is like a." construct right it's like an artificial world and they can just exist as pure code and not be beholden to like all the bullshit and they mm. can just live like an actual existence and they're like that's swell but then the host yeah like i said the hail and them are like fuck that dolores and bernard get to the get there and dolores is like i'm gonna shut it all down because if we let them go there that's just another gilded cage for them to live in right that's mm. no better than living in the park the only real world is their world that we're gonna take from them and bernard's like Maybe not though. Maybe not though. I yeah. She, yeah. I did. He's like, I don't know, man. Like, if they want to chew, and that's kind of again, it's the journey. Dolores is like, you know what? That is their free will. And by the end of it, she gets there. But for the, it seems like she's gonna be like, no. And then Bernard just he kills her, right? Mm. He like exhibits the, the violence for the first time on his own accord, like not because Ford made him, which is right. interesting. That seems to be when he's truly kind of breaking through. And then we get the whole culmination of everything. So. The reason it was all out of order is that Bernard went in there. Oh, I guess we didn't talk about, like, the whole season he maybe has Ford in him. Yeah. Well, he but, does for a little bit. But then he deletes it, but then he's back, but he's not. No. But so he's, he's like, Ford, I need your help again. Because Hale murders Elsie, who was actually alive and was with him this whole season. Because she's like, mm, I can't have you telling our secrets, and you're not hardcore. Enough. You're not evil like me. Basically. Yeah, I read your... I, we were looking... We were just watching the hosts and the guests we were watching... The people who are, I was like, oh, God, they're watching everybody. All right, killer. And then he's like, all right, I need to execute this plan. So in the between, between the the past timeline and the the present timeline and the whole, he's like, all right, here's my plan. I'm going to kill Hale. Or he doesn't even need to kill her, but he makes a host Hale. He puts what we learn to be Dolores' thing in her after he's killed Dolores. And then 
he scrambles his own memories so that if they catch on to him and they learn he's a host, they can't look at it to see what he's done. He hides the Valley Beyond, the world there, right, in the Abernathy's Pearl, which they think is all the guest data. Yeah. And then he just scrambles himself and like so that they'll find him and be like, what's going on? And he'll be like, I couldn't even say. It's all, I'm all turned around. And that's how it all culminates. So when they get to the end, it turns out that the hail in the future or present, whatever, was Dolores all along. And then she kills Bernard because she's like, nah. Can't get out of this form, okay, we can't. We can't get out. So I'm just going to kill you here. She redirects the Valley Beyond to the satellites, right? And she's like, you know what? You're right. I will give them that choice. I'll hide them. They'll be able to live out their days there or whatever. And then she escapes with five control pearls. And turns out Stubbs was a host all along. And he was like, you know what? You're pretty good. I'm a host. I'll help you out here on this one. Yeah, missed that one completely. <laughs> Thought it was just metaphors. <laughs> and um, I'm not going to lie, Jack. I'm glad you said that because I didn't catch that the first season through either. I'm not even going to lie. Oh. You made I, it seem I, like I was a fool. I was going to save it for, for here. The feel for you. But yes. I had that same moment where in season three, when we see him, I'm like, what the fuck? Was that explained? And yeah. then they were like, yeah, it was explained. I was like, oh, man. I'm Phew. <laughs> I this one. So, And then Maeve and her whole gang are dead. Yeah, just right. But the kind of stinger we get on that one is that, um, what's their names? Oh, Beavis and Butthead over there. Sylvester and Sylvester Lutz. and, and uh, We didn't do anything. I don't know. Well, they were along for the ride. Yeah. They helped. In the background, kind of. They are like, hey, you need to pick which hosts are viable or not for us to recycle, kind of thing. So, gonna, so the implication is that they're going to pick the ones they they're going to pick their friends. I mean, I I've seen the season three little things on HBO Max. I see Maeve, I go, okay, she's there. So, so they're going to be like Maeve, pick her. Hector, pick him. The rest of them, Snake Lady, pick her. Maybe Armistice, yeah, other Snake Lady, Dragon Lady, maybe Clementine. I don't remember. Clementine became an evil. They lobotomized. Yeah, they like lobotomized her and used her. Made her like a. Because they got they made Maeve's like code rage like, or something. That. Yeah, just like make everyone kill all the hosts kill each other so they don't escape. But then when she gets to the to the real world to Arnold's house, she reconstructs Bernard from memory. She like does the whole trials and the whole loop, and she builds him back. And then she's like, "All right, Bernard, I'll see you later. You and me, we're not gonna agree on this, but again, free will. I'm gonna let you decide. You've done a lot for me in a lot of ways. You've kind of made me. I kind of made you." We're in this together in a lot of ways. I get so I'm gonna let you live, like because that's free will. But I'm not gonna agree with you, and we'll part ways forever for, for until season three. Till season three, which is kind of forever if you think about it. In a lot of ways. Actually, I I had that broken down. It was kind of crazy, dude. Like I remember I said like all along the show has been doing like two years between seasons. Yeah, that's kind of true, but it's actually much longer than that. Well, not lo- much longer, but it it's gotten longer and longer as it went along, right? So, season one ended in December 2016 and started in April 2018, right? Which is like 14 months or something, right? 15, eh, a little more, 15, 16 months. Then season two ends in June of 18 and and season three starts in March of 20, which is like a complete, what's that, 20 right months? Before, right before the world ended. That's right. It's t- like 20 months, right? Yeah. 22 months, something like that, 20 months. And now it that ended in May of 2020, and this one doesn't start till June of 26, which is a complete, like, 26 Two months. Yeah. So it's just getting longer and longer. Stretching them out. So I don't know what they're doing is there. This, but is this uh, for the last one? Six. There's only six of them? They have it mapped out through six. I thought it was five, and then I was reading this. I, like, looked it up this week to double-check. Six. So I hope they get a move on. I got to believe that, like, this last one has been particularly long because – covid so i would hope 
But, like, yeah, they gotta pick it up, dude. Otherwise, they're looking at... They're staring down the barrel of, like, 13 years between... To, to do six seasons of a show, which is kind of exceptional. Yeah, I just, just wonder what... I don't know. I guess I haven't seen three, so I don't know what happens after the part. But I'm just like, all right, what are we doing for six seasons? We're out in the world, Jack. I guess I'll find out what we're Dolores doing. is going to do her robot revolution, maybe. Maybe. Do you got any bold predictions you want to throw out where people are going? I got nothing. Nothing? I got literally nothing. Okay, so Dolores has hail with her, right? So the body that she came in, it's clear at some point she printed herself her body. Yeah, she, she's wearing she the She put her dress. head back in it. So now the question is, she get prison hail? And or the other four control pearls she brought with her. Um, probably her dad. No, her dad was in the little thing. Yeah, her dad's like gone. Her dad's gone, right? That's true. Well, the other thing you got to remember is that they blew up the cradle, which had all the host data. So she's probably limited. She didn't get to just download whoever she wanted. She's kind of limited Teddy? in her selection. Teddy, she sent to the valley. But uh, She let Teddy live out in the valley, you know? How did Teddy get to the valley? He was... She did it. Oh, did she just She it... sent him because she was like, Bernard, you were right. I think Hale version of her did it in the future, in the present timeline she was like bernard you were on some of that and she like uploads them oh okay well then i have nothing. teddy gets to be in the valley then catch I... is in the valley Maeve's daughter's in the valley Maeve's daughter's mom is in the valley yeah but a lot of them don't get to the valley unfortunately most of them don't get to that valley including Maeve and her homies so i got nothing i don't know how she brought it there's only two people i could think of oh there you go you'll, you'll see soon enough and then bernard's gonna get up to things and Maeve, we gotta Maeve has to get back in the fold somehow because she's pretty dead currently and maybe not awake anymore, which is unfortunate. Because unfortunate. If they reboot her, they'll do like they always done, right? And it'll be like, ooh, I'm back. Well, or maybe not. You'll see. They don't do another whole season like, whoa, the gods. And the I hope not. Thank not God. quite a whole season, I'll say. Half but, a season? No. Right, well, like, I think it takes us like one episode to get all the way that's back fine. to square one. That's fine. As long as, we do, as, long as we don't, don't waste too much time. But, I mean, we definitely are like... We cut down the cast in a big way. We really did. Really got because rid of a lot of people are going to be dead going forward and like stay dead. Um, we still got William. Is you got any prediction hand. for him next? Season? I think he's going to have a weird host robot hand because it's the future, and they might give him a cool hand or like just, <laughs> or just fix his hand so it's not a gross. I mean, I don't remember. I would hope. I mean, like plot things. Where do you think he's going? Uh, it's kind of spiraling, right? I mean, homie's he's probably going to ruin his company. Maybe I don't know. His, I mean, yeah, I really don't. I don't know because. Probably to spiral. I told you, it's in a big way, it's like the first two seasons feel like a complete kind of thing that you can kind of package together. And then going forward, we're definitely departing into a whole new kind of realm. A brave think, new world. I think you can feel that. So, Oh, yeah. That's kind of why you're like, because it's really they're starting from scratch. Scratch in a lot of ways with these storylines because we really don't have a concept of the outside world and all that. So, But this season, again, it kind of wraps up season one in a lot of ways. So it's. We're just going. We're going from nil next season. So yeah, and the end credit scene, which I didn't know existed, mm-hmm. we watched for record. Where it's kind of, I mean, it's interesting, but in a lot of ways, it's like it's kind of out there in regards to the actual plot. Yeah, because so it starts with like William, and he's got his hand blown off. So it's right after it's him, right from like the end of the season. Yeah, so his hand's all fucked up, and he walks into the the forge, and it's all like broken and full and full of water and sand and all this. And his daughter walks out in all white. She was like, oh, fuck, you were a host. Like, the whole time, like, I knew it. And she's like, all right, let's go. Because he's like, You're, this is my real daughter. I did kill the host when I was right. This yeah. is thought, at least, at first. Yeah. And then he gets, like, ah, oh, this is real. Then he walks up into his observation room that he built all for Delos. And they sit down, and he's like, we're going to do a little baseline interview. It's for Fidelity. And he kind of smirks. So we, you looked it up. And that's, like, yeah. from way in the future like possibly hundreds of years into the future 
where just two hosts are just doing a loop for like yeah. ever. He's a host and she's a host and it's they're trying to test him. And the idea, I guess, is the way that Lisa Joy explains it is that they are doing a whole big loop. The way they're testing this is that they're doing a whole loop of his time in the park that is playing out over and over again. And then they test him because that's like more, I guess it's more data to go off of. And so I guess that would mean that at some point they did the, that interview with William at the end of the season. At some point they sit him down. I really don't know. Maybe it's not literal, that literal that they don't need the interview, but yeah. So they've been doing this loop and whether it's that, that has gotten set in motion hundreds of years down the line, or it's been going on for literally like decades or hundreds of years. It's not super clear. It's not even clear if this is every this thread's gonna get picked up until like I don't know the Season end of six. the show even. But it's out there. And it is like it takes a long while, and the implication pretty much just seems to be it's impossible. It's not. It's not feasible. You can't do it. Yeah. You can't make an actual functioning human have a robot body, which kind of makes sense. Human mind rejects it. You can make a human. You can make the robot be alive, but you can't make alive be a robot. It doesn't right. go both ways. Because they're starting from there, they have their own thing going on. You can't. It's just you can't adapt the human mind to the host thing because they're just different. So yeah, but it's a fun scene, isn't it? Yeah, it's food for thought. You're like, that's interesting. I don't know what it means. It's, it's one of those like it's one, another classic sci-fi thing where it's just like one of those like this message will play until no one's around here. Like it's just it, the machines are gonna keep running until they just break and yeah. everything else is gone. But they're just doing it because they just don't run out of power. And it's interesting when they like catch wind of it. It's it's cool the way they construct these host human hybrid things where like the Delos one, right? He doesn't realize he's a host until William has to like preach to him. He's like, What? Wait a minute, I'm I, I'm dead, but I'm all I'm me. I'm like, oh shit. Cool, it worked, I guess. I'm alive. I'm me. Yeah. And it's the same thing with William, because he's like, What are we doing here? And she's like, It's a test. He's like, Oh, doing fidelity because I'm a I'm a robot. But yeah, it's it's cool stuff. It's interesting. It's all interesting, isn't it? It's all very sci fi. Very sci-fi. Who really does have free will, Jack? That's the question, isn't it? Probably the people, and maybe how. Ultimately, everyone and no one. Hmm? Bernard has free will. Dolores has free will. She gives other people free will. Stubbs has got free will. Bad his job, though. It's Stubbs is interesting because he's one of the only hosts who seems from the from the jump aware that he's a host and is like fully aware of his role and everything, right? Hmm. And then I don't know. I I told you before. I read up this list that is on the wiki of supposedly conscious hosts. Which I find questionable, and I don't know what their criteria or basis is, but they say he's conscious. But, like, I don't know. It's so weird because, I mean, again, this is where, like, maybe the specifics of the show aren't important. It's more about the general themes. Because, like, Bernard is a weird case, too, when you really get down to it. Because he seems to be able to act out for a decade unnoticed. Because he does seem to mostly be conscious and, like, aware, be able to to problem solve and, and be creative and all that. Mm-hmm. Like. He's clearly not limited to any preset loops, but even he wasn't quite there yet. And I guess Stubbs is the same way. Yeah. Is that he was right on the cusp there, but they they list him as being conscious too, so I don't know. But the difference with him is that he seems like he was always aware that he was a host too. So, I don't know. But it's interesting. It's a bit of a twist. That's one of those things where, like, even though they seem to have this show mapped out, like I said, they have six seasons in mind. Like, they seem to know what they were doing. I don't know at what point they finalized that, but whatever. There's still details along the way that are kind of decided on last minute sort of thing, and that was one of them. I did read that. that oh, like subs would be a host? Yeah. That was not like a season one decision necessarily. But I also read that like, uh, what's his name? Is it Luke? Luke comes with there. He would like ask uh, Jonathan Dolan, be like, hey, am I, what's going on here with this? Is this, 
And then I was like, hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then eventually, so maybe there was also some discussion there. It was like a, they didn't decide kind of thing. They were, they were going both Play, angles of playing it, around so. with it. So, but that's fun. Then he's like, yeah, you get to be a host. And then he's, he's back next season. So you'll see. They'll play up some of that. So can't wait. Anything else? We went for a while on this again. I love, I love the show a lot. I don't know if you couldn't tell because we went on last week for a while too. But I think the show's great, even though you got your reservations. I do. I truly do. What'd you say? Is it good or what? Just sci-fi robots thing again. Yeah, but like it's 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 that done well, right? It's not just like I mean I don't know. I feel like again, like I've kind of just they're just doing. I'm, I I I can I go okay. Now they're doing the part where they're doing. Like, well, what okay. are you basing this off of? Because you famously don't actually watch a lot of movies. I watch plenty of movies. So what are you really going off of for this? iRobot. You seen iRobot though? Yes. You're just aware I've of it. I've seen fucking iRobot. All right. Don't you drink your lemonade at me, you son of a bitch. All right, Jack. I think this is better than iRobot, and it's different from Blade Runner. I would say it's better than Blade Runner. I'll say it's better than Blade Runner. I did not like Blade Runner. All right, that's not <laughs> okay. one for Blade Runner. Blade Runner, I mean, it's, it's Blade Runner, man. But it's like, I mean, yeah, it's similar, but it's also good. A thing being similar doesn't make it worse. I'm not saying it makes it worse. I'm just saying I'm. We I'm watch not... the same goddamn movie every three months and we clap for it. So because what is the pretty about? pictures. This has got pretty pictures too. It looks great. It's an HBO show. It's incredible. That's true. These pictures always look really good. It's top tier, man. I, oh, uh, something I want to talk about real quick. We didn't talk about last week either. I meant to as the music, the fun covers they do and stuff. Yeah, the covers are always nice. I it's like really that. Inter- it's just cool. It's just they interesting. Did, they did the um, the when they did the redo of the robbery. The, yeah. So in season one, they use um, painted black, painted black in like a western saloony style, and they do it in like a shamisen Japanese style. Exactly. When they have the Raj introduction, they it's Seven Nation Army, but with a sitar. Oh yeah, uh, Akane does her dance to um, "Cream" by Wu Tang. Oh yeah, Cash rolls everything around me, but it's but it's again that's like Japanese or whatever. I don't know what you call it. With the scimitar. It's a lot of ones. There's a lot of like uh, Radiohead in the first season. The Entertainers in this one. Yes, it is. Um, what else? It's good stuff though. Isn't that fun? I just Song. like the. I just like the songs are fun. I like the fun songs. Let me see. Heart shaped box. That's Radiohead, I believe. Season one has House of the Rising Sun. It's got exit music for a film. Um, season three's got some good ones, so we'll talk about those. I won't spoil them for you now, though. But Perfect. That's got some. Well, actually, one of them is just in a trailer, so I'll spoil that one because you're not gonna watch the trailer. But they do. Um, what's that? Switch out of mine. Oh yeah. In one of the trailers. So that's fun. So we'll talk about season three at some point. We should be. We'll do it when you. Yeah, because season four doesn't start until end of next month. So yeah. So we're all right. We'll have plenty of time. Into let's I attack. Son of the Banner of Heaven, episode six. Six. Penul- penultimate. Oh, finale shit. Next penultimate? Week. Yep. Oh. So I had a couple things I want to say up front. Okay. First and foremost, they did the thing again with the... The history. You know the history? It's just... I don't I don't know I don't know a better way to do it, okay? I'm not a screenwriter, but, man. I think it's compounding, right? Every week they do it again and again, it gets more obvious mm. when they have that dude who's with them, been with them for two weeks now be like... Oh yeah, and then this happened. It's like, why didn't you tell us that before? Why didn't you? Why wouldn't you tell us that? What are you talking why about? Why wouldn't you lead with all this? Lead with all of this. Tell us all. So of you this. cannot be charged. What do you mean he went to Oregon and then did this and that? Why didn't we know that? He, he went to Oregon and kissed a man and drank some wine. Um, the other thing I want, I just wanted to run through real quick. We were very careful. I remember the first show talked about us of like, is it real? Is it whatever? Um, so I got a couple more of that, and by that I mean I just read some Reddit posts. Nice. On the Banner of Heaven subreddit, where people talk about like people were just commenting like, "Oh yeah, this is in the book and this is in the book." So I got some of the, I got some secondhand, really secondhand third source, whatever. But okay. some people were saying that 
Apparently, I mean, this makes sense. Pyrie, Jeb Pyrie, main character, Andrew Garfield himself, is just a fabrication for this show. Right. He's not a real person, which kind of makes sense. Um, so anything directly involving him is just, like, creation, right? And his whole journey of, like, doubt and all this is just, like, a fabrication. So mm. there wasn't a detective, I guess, who left the faith because of his investigation into this murder. So the other thing was maybe Alan... Uh, Lafferty in real life isn't like as woke as he is in this. Mm. I I won't say one hundred percent, but I just saw that maybe there's some differences there, and that he wasn't as necessarily helpful. But then I also saw I've seen both sides of it. I guess some people said that in real life he maybe knew all along and wasn't forthcoming about it. He didn't do anything to stop it. And then I also saw stuff that because of the way the show is set up, it paints a different kind of version with this like run around of like. Ooh, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's this or that. Whereas in the show or in real life, maybe he just literally said, "Oh, it's probably my brothers. Go, go get them." Yeah. So I don't know. I thought it was worth pointing out. I saw that um the scene in this one where Brenda goes to that high up again. I always forget the specific names, but they go to those those like top tier dudes for help. Yeah. That's maybe not real. They pray over and it's like, yeah, yeah I stick around with your husband though. So a lot of it is. It's definitely not a one to one. So and I think. We I've been trying to since the first week when we talked about it treat this as more of like a story mm. and these people are like as more of characters than like act, actual act, people who lived yeah other than actual perfect like yeah historical depictions just like these are characters in a show kind of thing so in that sense um I don't know another good episode this shows this shows are good man yeah I I definitely think so I I that fucking Brady guy's a shithead though he yeah. really is the worst. What? He's not he's not being helpful. No. What is he trying to do? I don't know who he's trying to protect. Like he said, like at one point they're like, hey, you're going to tell us right now. Like you're really the end of the rope here. We're just going to charge you, man. <laughs> you're yeah. being useless. Yeah, we're not going to let you off. You're, it's like, oh, you're not going to say murder now. But in the car you said it was murder. He's like, well, is it really murder? I don't know. Would you call that murder? <laughs> and he's like, absolutely I would call that. I'm a police officer. <laughs> That's my job to do that. They get the mom and she's not. She's pretty fucked. <laughs> she she was just racist. Everyone's being racist to my boy there. Poor guy. Poor Bill. Um, what else we got? We get a lot more. Uh, last episode we didn't deal as much directly, but we get a lot more Alan and Martha in this one. Um, it's an interesting angle to it because we have this moment where Alan's going down his brother's path, and we see the moment that he talked about in the epi- first episode where he's like, "Well, I hit her once because we were fighting," and then you see it play out, and it's even though he was pretty. I mean, he was pretty much honest about it. Even his, like, version of it was not as forthcoming as you think. Because it wasn't yeah. much of a fight. It was his wife going, hey, can we please take our daughter to the doctor because she's ill? And then he just struck her. And he was like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> and hit her. And it was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So and he's like, I'm going to go. Um, the, the father-in-law remains the most based guy. Yeah, he's like, like, he's like, hey, eat some chocolate, maybe? Technically, according to our books, you shouldn't eat chocolate. But I know most people eat chocolate, don't you? Ah, uh, but you, you people eat chocolate, right? Have some of the chocolate, maybe, you <laughs> fucking psycho. Hmm? Maybe the church evolves. Maybe you silly fundamentalists should read the not, book. It's not so much about the words. It's about the spirit of the thing. Do we think maybe? I'm going to go back to Idaho, where, the, where we're more based. Which is funny, because you see it on both sides, right? In the same episode, you have that weird, the cult guy up in Oregon, who's just like, yeah, bro, 
the alcohol thing that was actually only written after the fact. So if you go if you go back far enough, you don't have to worry about the alcohol thing. And then you have on this side of thing, you're like, hey man, we're a little more woke now, a little more progressive. We're in the modern age. Let's let's bring it up to speed. You don't have to worry about that let's as just, much. Let's eat. Let's not. We don't have to make butter and bread. You can <laughs> buy it from the you store. You can buy it from the store. That was a fun moment, eh? Yeah. Where the the missionary guys are like, capitalism is a tool of God <laughs> to bring. It's <laughs> like that's love it, love it. <laughs> that's great, man. What a time. What, what a, a society. Time. Eh? What a time to be alive. <laughs> we got to do capitalism. And like, there's a lot of that in this episode where the church is clearly like, the, you can see that the modern incarnation is very much like, uh, uh, honestly, a business, right? Oh, yeah. And all their decisions are that. They're like damage control of like a corporation. PR and stuff. It's, yeah, it's a bunch of like PR talk and stuff that they get up to. And you're like, man, is this about like their thing or is it more about keeping the status quo of their, their business, essentially? Which is just an interesting angle to it, right? Absolutely. When they're like, listen, that stuff, well, we need to be progressive because it gets more money, Clicks. basically. <laughs> like, which is interesting. But then again, it's like I said last week. It's, it's a lot of like one step forward, two steps back kind of stuff. They'll be like, hey, Alan, stop beating your wife. And then Alan leaves the room and they're like, now listen, Brenda. Stick around, You definitely got to stick with him, though. We're not going to let you leave him. You got you to gotta fix him. Actually, you got to fix him, all his brothers. God told us just now, that's on you. <laughs> So you fix him and all his crazy brothers, or uh, I don't want to say, but you're kind of probably going to hell yourself. You're so. probably going to hell. You and your daughter are damned forever, I think. If you don't butt in and fix this and really get them pissed off at you, then you're going to hell. So probably get probably stick your nose right up in there, huh? Get a big whiff and see what you can find. So, and again, that's maybe not happened in real life. I also saw, saw though that like when whoa, what was his name? Guy I talked about a couple weeks ago who wrote who wrote this. I don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Uh, Dustin Lance Black. Ah, there it is. Who wrote it? He actually, apparently, those letters that are referenced in this episode are real, and he has had them or had access to them, whatever, and read them. And he incorporated stuff from those letters that did, uh, John Krakauer did not incorporate into his book. So hmm. some of the discrepancies could be that he found more stuff, not necessarily that he fabricated stuff, but whatever. Oh, yeah, that's all interesting. Um, I also think this episode, even though which is. I hesitate to keep saying this because I said it last week too, but we are now presumably an episode away from seeing the murder. Everything all catch up to the murder, but I don't know. They make they make Ron out to be like, like I said last week, like he's compelling. I don't know. Like you kind of see where he's coming from in a lot of ways. Yeah, he's kind of at the end of his rope. If the guy's to be believed, right? What's his name? You said it before. Uh, Brady, 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 or whatever. If he's to be believed, and from what we can see in the flashbacks, there's definitely some truth to it. He just wants his family back, and like that's a compelling reason for a guy. And obviously. Obviously, he goes Ways. certainly way too far. And they just send Dan's wife to threaten her. But where he's at right now, and I don't know. It's not horrible. And you're just like, man, you can see why a desperate guy would do stuff like this. And again, it's just it's just interesting the whole the whole way it's laid out. And like I said, and you see it again repeated. Like you can see why they get into the why they went the way they did in some ways, right? Because even Alan has that moment where he's like, listen, you tell me that these guys, my brothers, are wrong, right? But no one can give me a straight answer as to why. Like, how come we're supposed to believe some of it and maybe not believe some of it, right? Yeah. And they're like, listen, only worry about the present, only the the current prophet. And he's like, but you still have statues to this guy all over town, which is the stuff I've been saying this whole time, right? It's like, they want to be like, oh, don't worry about the past, man. Don't worry about the past. It's like, the school is still named after him. We have statues of this guy. Am I supposed to believe him or not? Because you got to go one of the directions, right? Yeah, you can't have them both. These fundamentalist guys, at least, are like, actually, yeah, it's all bullshit after a certain point. Whereas the the current incarnation of the actual like mainline church there is like no don't worry about it how about how about just don't actually think about it too hard yeah you did stop it because he's like how come 
there's a discrepancy between then and now. And again, the fundamentalist guys are like, yeah, now is the answer. Or then is the answer. Now is wrong. But these guys are like, both is right, maybe? Maybe. and But only if only in certain parts. And it seems, and this is where we get like the moment where Alan's like, he, when he discusses it with those guys and they can't give him a good answer, he's like, all right, so it's probably all bullshit then. And he just fully kind of leaves his faith behind. But then he's like scared to confront his wife because he worries that she will leave him. Which is just, again, it's a it's a tough spot for him to be. Yeah, very much so. So then he's like, yeah, he's got nowhere to go, basically. He's like, can I just stay in the police station, and please? Then, yeah. I want to live here. It's tough, man. And then Pryor cries in his car because he yeah. doesn't believe in God anymore. I he's think. having the same kind of thing where he's really, yeah, he's really questioning it all, isn't he? And his, and his mom's just like, yeah, the devil told me to pinch your wife. And he's like, fucking Jesus, mom, you're getting bad. And like he talks about how he had to give her the, he gave her like a fake blessing. Because he didn't really want to do a real one, because he doesn't know if he believes in it anymore. But and like and then he's he kind of has a moment where he's like, is it all fake? Is that what they do too? Like because we see that again, the blessing that they give Brenda that is it Brenda, Becca, Becca. No, what? no, no, no it's, it's Brenda. Brenda right? It's Brenda. It's like it feels very pointed. Like I said, it's like man, that's convenient. <laughs> that the thing God told you just now, this very second, is, is all this stuff that really makes you makes you not involved at all. Yeah, it really passes it all right onto her. Like. It's maybe the same kind of thing. And there's that pretty poignant line that Alan, is it Alan, right? Where he's like, I kind of came to the conclusion that maybe all this stuff is just people, you know, if you can interpret everything as being what God told you, then you can do whatever you want. Yeah, (laughs) which is very much what they all do when they're like, well, I need more wives because God told me to. and But you don't get any more husbands because God also told me that. That's kind of bad. So I need more. You can't drink, but I can drink probably because God told me it's actually drinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Like, that's clearly what the guy up in Oregon is, right? He's just living his best life. Yeah, with as many but he's wives. like, God told me I can sleep with you all. And also, but I can also drink. So those, but you do have to take, that part was right. Um, You do have to take care of me and basically like pamper me and, and do my every whim. But um, yeah, you can't leave either. That No, but that that part's right. Yeah, that <laughs> part's like, right. Don't leave though, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. These guys, these fellas. Something not right about them, I think, Jerry. I th- something not good about them. I don't have to cut out their jib. We get we actually see that prophet Onassis guy, and it takes Ron all of about three minutes to be like, "You're a swindler. You're just a salesman." And then he's like, "Actually, though, Ron, I think you're the guy. The guy. You're he's like, Jesus. well, shit. Well, shit. If, when you said it, when you put it like that, you're talking straight to me right now. I, I think, think I am the line of Judah, or whatever. <laughs> and what's you? Oh, and yeah. So at that at the end there, when he's like reading the the prohibited book there, and he's weeping in his car, and his wife's like. Man, I love you, but I'm not gonna help you with this even in the slightest. It's like, man, this is tough for our boy. Yeah, Down and he's kind of right. Like, it, he's having the same thing Alan did, but you know, he shares it with his wife, even accidentally, I guess. But his the fears are kind of realized, right? Because his wife's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna help you with this," and it's like, oh boy. Oh, and he could go the path of Ron, where all his kids just abandon him. Exactly, and that's the struggle. Like again, when you, it, it, it it's, makes a lot of sense when their religion is so like. The way they treat outsiders and, and people who fall out of belief and everything, it yeah, it kind of makes sense on some level why you would maybe resort to more extreme sort of measures at times because you just you got no way out sort of thing. Yeah, you're trapped. There's no way to there's no way to gracefully leave basically. Mm-hmm. Can't just step out and be like, all right, fellas, I think I'll head out for the day. Like, all no, no, you're you're here. So I don't know. I I feel it feels like we're definitely gonna get to at the end somehow he's gonna leave in some form or fashion, right? Would you say? I would say we're not. I mean, we're not gonna. Fucking talk about the finale for a little bit here. Oh, that's true. Or I'll do it without you, maybe. Yeah, you'll do it without me. I'll give my thoughts eventually. Yeah. So we'll probably wrap it up here. 
for that segment because we're four minutes over my my uh, time. Wow. All right, season two of the boys. Very much enjoyed this season. I would say I like the boys a lot more than I like Westworld, but I mean Westworld's smart though. I don't give a rat's ass. Have you thought about that? It's doing like ideas. Yeah, but sometimes I feel it's too pretentious. I well, that's the that's the sword you're dealing with, huh? That's the sword you're playing with, the double edge of it. And I and I put it down. It I go, swings I back, and you say, "Oh, you're being you're being up your own. You're kind of sniffing your farts, little Westworld." That's what I think. And then I but is the boys not thinking enough at all? That's the double edged sword. No, too. I think that I think the boys is thinking enough. I think no, it's I agree. As compelling. I said that last week, right? Like when it has heart, it it plays up to that well. Too, I think so. it really plays into the stuff we talked about uh, last time, where it's like all the heroes. "Quote unquote," you know, who are the heroes? Uh, all the like superheroes who work for the Seven and stuff—they're all given like very believable motivations, and like are like, man, how bad are you really? Like, how, how much if you like had a different, if a different path emerged, would you be better? Mm-hmm. And especially do it for Homelander. Um, I think they give a lot of development his way with his son. Maybe not to redeem him, but like they kind of, I don't know, peel back some parts. I remember the—I know Anthony Starr is his name. Yep. He always he, he has I know he's uh, he's come out and he's like we're not gonna he's not gonna be redeemed I mean obviously he can't he's gotta lose he's evil yeah. and a monster but it was just you know interesting to see like little cracks in that with his son um that was good very fucked when he had doppelganger be his weird <laughs> I didn't see that coming I was like wait a minute she died what's going and then he turns out I was like well there's a couple scenes before they pulled back the curtain on that yeah one, right? <laughs> and I was like. Oh, uncomfortable. Then turns into him. Oh, no good. But uh, his big plot is Butcher going kind of nuts. Well, on the warpath. I, I, I think it's similar to like I said for Westworld. And I told you this, right? It's in the same way. It's it's kind of a continuation of season one. They kind of work together, and they mm-hmm. don't. And it it's it's a lot of the same stuff. They're trying to take down Voth. They have the compound V in their back pocket. That's really the big one they still use. It's the it's all about the super terrorist thing, right? Because yeah. that doesn't really get resolved. That's still the main thrust they're moving forward with this season is put that on the light, right? And they it's you know, they find out it's on a bigger scale than they realize kind of thing. Yeah. But the yeah, the big thing on like the soup side of it is that they introduced the new character of Stormlight. Stormfront. Stormfront to replace Translucent there. Who and is she's got stuff going on. Spoilers just a Nazi. Literally. Just, she was a Nazi. An immortal Nazi? She was like the first soup Maybe her husband com- came up with the it was compound Frederick v. Vaught. He came up with a compound V and made her a soup, and then she just has like, yeah, it, you know, it's like a Superman thing. They say young forever kind of do. Yeah, and yeah, it turns out she was just a Nazi, and she was a uh, very racist. They've moved her around, and like they change her identity every so often, and all through she's been doing fucked shit in the what's that, sixties, seventies? Yeah, she, she kills a black dude. And she does a hate crime basically just for no reason. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and then she uh, gets with um Homelander. Yeah, they form a relationship, and but even he gets eventually kind of pulls back and is like a little hesitant about all the Nazi stuff. It's it's <laughs> to it's, his credit, I guess. Yeah, it's very funny when there's a particular scene right towards the end when they're with his son and he's trying to teach him how to do heat vision. He's like, "Yeah, think of something you hate." Like, really try to bring it. He goes, "I don't hate anybody." And his reference like. They're trying to hurt you because of the way you look. The white genocide. And then he goes, well, he's like, hold on, what the fuck? And I thought that was very funny because even Homer is like, whoa, whoa, whoa now. Don't be like, teaching him that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. I, I killed that plane full of people, but I didn't. There were a bunch of people in there. But they have a run for a while. They're all fucked together and they're like just killing people. And... Oh, but he, yeah, he's super obsessive when he's like, 
you said 20 minutes. And so I burned down my trailer. <laughs> he I was, got you flowers and you didn't even see the flowers. I went to I went to Vought and they said they hadn't seen you. Because <sighs> he's insane. He's insane. He's unwell. But then she like comes clean with him and then he's like, all right, this is pretty cool. We'll be, we'll be like Nazis together, I guess, for I a guess while. I guess I'm blonde. But then again, even he kind of like pulls back. And he doesn't really seem to care much at the end when they when she dies. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, you're gone. But yeah, the thing, they, they obviously the big part of it is, like you said, they fall up on the, the kid plot where Homelander's trying to get at the kid, Billy's trying to get him out, and all that. Um, they find the facility where they're making all the soup terrorists, and Lamplighter's there. Burn people. he's like, fucking Lamplighter! It is you! Let's it, fucking it get you! you! They do that thing. I was gonna a little, it was probably got a little annoyed at Frenchie. But then I was like, ah, good on your Frenchie though. You're you're all right. You're you're pulling back together in the end. So we get the. I last week I was racking my head. I was like, wait, why are there motivations? It's because we don't get them till this season, right? So, um, mother's milk. His motivation, the reason he hates his soups, is that his dad tried to was a lawyer who tried to like legally build this case against it, and they didn't kill him necessarily. But, but he had a heart attack. He tried so hard and he fought, but because they were like unbeatable in that in that field, right? They had all the money and all the lawyers and everything. He just worked himself to death over it. Mm. And he had a heart attack, and then Frenchie's thing. Wait, what is Frenchie? He's like an immigrant, so we, I guess we get his back. We get backstory for him, but we still don't know why he hates superheroes, really, right? But yeah. we get his whole thing, which, and we we get what he did wrong with the lamplighter thing, because his friend overdosed and he went to save him, because he had these these couple of friends, his girlfriend sort of character from season one, and this other guy, and uh, yeah, that turns out that the night of he was overdosing and he came to help, and that's why he lost lamplighter, and then lamplighter did that. But then Lamplighter, maybe, again, also, it's like, he didn't mean to do it, maybe? So Yeah, I did. I did think he was, I mean, obviously, I don't know much about, obviously, he's probably burned hundreds of people for Vought, and probably is just a bigger monster as the rest of them. Uh, but even he but was But he like, was like, he's like, I didn't know they were kids, man. Didn't mean to burn them kids alive. I feel awful about it, and I also just kind of commit suicide. And he was like, all right, Lamplighter, let's, let's go rescue my girlfriend. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do it in front of my statue. And he's like, what? And he's like, he just immolates himself. Don't look pretty full on. Very full on. He's carrying his. I think chops off his arm, carries that around. Yep, to get around. Good stuff. Again, it's just that it. They do have like a nature. This this show has like a very unique sort of tone for stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like just one moment, it's like pretty. I mean, that's a pretty serious thing, right? Of like the the weight of everything he's done and the guilt of it that he. He just wanted to make he, his he dad proud. Himself. Yeah, and he immolates himself, right? And then that's immediately <laughs> undercut by the like slapstick-esque almost comedy of like I gotta hack his arm off to carry around and like, you're like ah it's like the it's like the gross grotesque factor and also the yeah like the it's almost played for laughs kind of thing which is again it's just a very interesting thing to it which yeah, dichotomy yes um him and Huey and Storm, Storm Starlight Star- basically patch it up and they're pretty much copacetic together they go on a road trip together yeah they're all fun together at, they're, they're pretty much a thing by the end of this um, so the, the final culmination is that they're like, they, they reveal the terrorist thing. They reveal the, well, they've revealed a V like early on and it doesn't actually have as much effect as they hope. Yeah. And then later on they reveal the, the terrorist thing and the Stormfront thing, which is eventually kind of what sinks them like on the grand scheme, right. Of they they, the contracts get pulled back and, and everything is kind of like slowed down a bit, but the, um, what's they go to tr- the more personal thing is they want to get the son because really because Billy wants his wife. He the whole season there's kind of like this this thing of like does he really care about the kid at all because it's not his kid and he hates superheroes as a matter of course. So how does he really feel about this kid? But obviously you know 
push comes to shove, he he does do the right thing. Just save the kid. And but he... so they get the kid out, and they have this whole plan to beat up Stormfront and Homelander and all that, and they they got all the gadgets and the whole the whole thing, the whole right. shebang. But really, what it comes down to is all that fails, and the girls Star- get it done. Starlight and the female Kimiko and then Queen and Maeve, Maeve show up, and the girls get it done, man. Girls get it done, <laughs> and they just beat the ever loving shit out of Stormfront, <laughs> which is great, right? Yeah, that's fun. No, that was fun. People, gosh, it doesn't always have to be a versus thing, but people are like, man, this is how you do females right. Not the end game scene is this, and like, listen, both things can exist at once, yeah. right? This is fun, but I don't think, it, like, I don't think it's leagues different. If we're if we're being one hundred percent honest, because the, the girls fight the girls, the girls fight the girls. Like, yeah, why is that? Why is that so much better done? Queen Maeve does just show up out of nowhere. Yeah, let's not let's not mince words with it, right? She can't she fly just, or anything. Yeah, well, God only knows how she gets there in the she middle just, of the, and just <laughs> like I'm here, it's me. She got into her fucking Toyota Camry and just drove all the does way she there. Do, does she? Is she like big, big golden jumps? age Superman? Yeah, she can do like tall leaps, <laughs> what is single that? bound. So no, I mean it's but it's fun still. They just beat. The, they really do. They're just like fucking die, bitch. Die, and, die, die. It's good. And stuff. Then she flies off into the night. She flies off. And then Billy's wife is killed. Yes. And he's like, don't want the kid. And he's like, ah, because Stormfront is going to kill his mom. And then he finally lets his powers on. It's a big thing, but he accidentally kills his mom. He he kills Stormfront, maybe. Well, okay, I guess he that's the thing. We don't, Stormfront. We don't really know, actually, if she's dead. They say, Homelander says they have her in a facility, and that might be true. So Might be trying to rebuild it. Cause I, I was, mean, she's pretty tall. I mean, there's no indication that, like, she couldn't survive that because she's a super person. But, but she's also, like, she's muttering in German, so she's true. probably... I mean, she's having a bad day. Let's not get that twisted but when she's she's got no limbs and missing an eye and then she's kind of like darth vader yeah in a way in a very real sense she's german too but then billy does the right thing and he's like hey kid i will take you in hey kid don't be a cunt <laughs> i'm not gonna murder you here in, yeah. this, in these woods and then season three trailer you see that he goes visits, goes visits him i haven't times. watched season three trailer. well in the trailer he, there's a part My where he goes goodness. and he goes billy i was yeah. gonna ask that i was gonna be like do we think he's gonna see him again he it sounds like you again. know because you've gone and watched the trailer yeah i've done more work than you for once I would have. I've changed. I've. I've. I've rigged the game for. I would have watched the trailer weeks ago, Jack. If someone had had. And yet. The, and yet here we sit. I've watched the trailer and, and I and I watched the the show in two weeks. Damn if you haven't gotten me, I guess. But and as always, I am the victor. Put that one on the board. Well, I guess there is no. There's no point to this. But I was gonna say like, what do we think going for for season three? But it sounds like you have a bunch better idea than I will. So I do. Ah. Son of a bitch. No, let's not get into it. Hmm? It's fine, Jack. We we're already pressed for time as is, so. Of course. Do you have anything particular of note for season two? Like I said, in a lot of ways, I feel like it wraps it up. Also, though, they don't really win. They still don't win in no, a lot of ways. because there's that, because uh, well, the other thing is that people are heads are just exploding. They think it's Stormfront, and they do a trial, and the doctor that Homelander didn't, he didn't kill, he just crippled them. He just broke his spine and was like, all right, tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't care about life. But he was like, what, cunt? I'm going to kill your family, eh? I'm eh? from New Zealand. I'll kill everyone you've ever met. Whatever the fuck. I'll I, get you. He had a lot of good uh, colloquialisms. He was like, uh, take the piss, eh? You lot, take the piss. Yeah, the bulldog. But then we, it's not, it wasn't Stormfront at all, was it? It was the congresswoman. It was bull- so, what's her agenda? Well, I don't really know. B-O. Remains to be seen. Yeah. Season three. She wasn't really in season the trailer, so don't worry about that. I think she, she I would assume she'll be back, but. No, I assume. But yeah, so, and I mean, they get some small victories, right? I mean, they kill, they Kill and or incapacitate Stormfront. Um, so that's a victory. And they, they, by revealing all that stuff, they get the, like I said, the contract rolled back. They're not going to just start distributing Compound V to 
literally like everyone. Everyone they can. Because <laughs> they were going to be like, yeah, everyone in the army and cops and everyone gets to be superheroes now. <laughs> it's like, ooh, that's, yeah. that seems fraught. Seems- so they're not doing that. They're slowing down on all that. But and uh, Oh, and then Maeve uh, blackmails Homelander yes. to not fuck because she's like, Remember when we let those people die in that plane? So she seems to get some control. But, again, it's it's weird because the status quo is still maintained in a lot of ways, right? Mm. Because Starlight and Maeve are just on the team still, which is weird. I don't know. It's just like, A-Train and the Deep are going back. I mean, like, where does this end? Do you totally dismantle Vault as a company somehow? Do you kill Homelander? I think, well, probably both, but, like... I think it ends... I think it'll probably end with Billy and Homelander killing each other. I feel like they kind of gotta... Because they're both... Because Billy's just kind of just, as even if you find out, his dad's like, you're fucked, Billy, like me. It's so weird because, like, again, I guess we, we get more of of where he was, like, he was in the SAS, so he's, and he's and they talk about how he's always had a temper, mm-hmm. he, be, he beat the living daylights out of a kid on the playground. Kind of. And only his brother could bring him back. So, I guess he's always had that in him, but then there's also that thing where, last season where he's like, Mallory, you're the one who told me how to do this, eh? So it's like, what did she really teach you? So it seems like he always had it. It's not like he was like a mild-mannered fucking office Pencil worker. pusher. Yeah. And then this, like, I guess that's always been in him. So I don't know. I mean, the, the comic's old, right? So the comic has to have addressed this. already wrapped up. So I'm sure they have ended in mind on some level. Or because it's Amazon, they might just want to do it forever anyways. Hard to say. Hard to say. But it's, it's yeah, I don't know. It's got to go somewhere, right? Or the, I don't know. Is it cynical enough that they just be like, they don't ever win? The heroes get to keep doing what they want. No, I think they're going to win. All right. I think, cause like, we didn't really talk about the Deep and or A-Train, but A-Train's back on the team. The Deep, Deep was trying the whole time. He joins, like, a cult. superhero Scientology. I don't I still, I don't like him. I don't the Deep? The well, Deep. yeah. I mean, he's not, yeah. again, he's not, like, totally redeemed where you're just like, no. oh, he's great. But, yeah. like, again, you can kind of see where he's coming from. I don't know. He just, I, yeah, like, I don't know. I think he's just the least... I mean, it turns out his so. thing is that he's just kind of a he's kind of a big bitch as well. <laughs> yeah, he's just like I don't like my gills. Only when he's and the, well, I guess they address that last season too, though. Mm. But his thing is pretty much like yeah, only when he has direct power in a situation, only when he can leverage his position to to prey on women is he cool. But every uh, pretty much every other scenario, he's just like real insecure and he's kind of like bitch. Yeah, but then yeah, they get A Train back on the team, but not no, they get them both by the end. At, at first, it's just A Train. But because they lose Stormfront, they get them both. Oh, is that what happens? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So they like, oh, they're both back. They're all back. Which, I mean, on the one hand, it's like we need to do the show, so like probably just keep the actors and the characters you know. But in the same vein, if Atrium really sucks as bad as they're talking, why are they keeping him? But then again, the thing is, like, we kind of talked about this last week. They're barely even superheroes, right? So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's all just about image and like, well, he's he's a brand, right? Yeah, he, People recognize him, so it's good enough. Who cares if he's actually fast? Because we don't actually care about stopping crime or whatever. It's just a it's just a big money machine. So right. Um, I mean, I do know next season we're getting um fucked up Captain America, right? Soldier, Soldier Boy. Boy. So that'll be fun. I think he's one of the guys in Supernatural. Indeed, mean? indeed. I couldn't tell you. Jensen it. Ackles, whichever one he plays. It's one of the two. But that'll that's coming up soon as well. June 9th. First two episodes, three mm-hmm. episodes or so. It's a big premiere. So is that about it? Let's wrap it up here. Wrap up here. Uh, so as always, thanks for listening. We always appreciate it. Please keep listening. We're almost at a year. Woo. 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 Uh, look, at all the, look at all the joy in Zach's voice. He looks off in the distance. He went, woo. Oh, kind of off mic. <laughs> uh, just kidding. We're all for it. 
uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Akatech Jazz, Akatech J A Z, or email us at Akatech Jazz at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at The Akatech Podcast. Tell all your friends about it and share it around. Well, you can find our podcast everywhere you find podcasts Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know the ones. But if you're listening now, it's going to be there later. Uh, Look, was my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or at Redbubble for all his designs. Our intro is then my friend of the show, Celery Salt. July, July, July 1st, ladies and gentlemen, it's coming, probably, and maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll talk about it, maybe we'll have him on the show, we don't have that many mics, so, oh, well, he'd, have, he'd have his own mic, <laughs> Inc- for his musics, incredible, but as we wrote it, we produced it, we built up the sets, say goodnight to people, Zach, Good night. Good night. Godspeed. <laughs>